0: Settle in and get ready for spoilers because this film is lit. Here it was. The episode. The episode which he had been excited to do. The episode about his favorite childhood book. The book that he read as a child. The Hatchet episode. It's Hatchet, and this film is lit. Hello and welcome back to This Film Is Lit, the podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books. It is June 29th, which is my birthday. Mm-hmm. We're recording this, my birthday episode on my birthday. <laughs> so there you go. Uh it is incredibly hot outside in many parts of the country. It's not even as hot here yeah, as it is. It's not as in, not
1: nearly as hot here as it is. And it's pretty some warm other here.
0: It's pretty warm here, but it's usually pretty warm here yeah. this time of year, so it's not, not, not unusual. Not unusual. Uh, So we are talking about Hatchet this week. Uh, Hopefully you had a chance. A lot of people have probably read this as a child. Uh, Hopefully you got a chance to see the movie. We linked the YouTube link to it because it's not available to watch pretty much anywhere else. If you're listening to this episode down the line, you can like, you know, if you find our podcast and stumble across this episode years from now or something, you can search on YouTube for a cry in the wild hatchet. You should you should be able to find the whole Mm -hmm. movie there uh it's not the best quality but it is there and it is watchable but it was not available to stream anywhere i bought the dvd for us to watch because uh, it is available on amazon like the dvd so uh, if you want to watch it that's where you can if you didn't get a chance to watch it we're going to get into our very first segment which is let me sum up let me explain There is too much. Let me sum up. So the movie and the book, uh, pretty much, pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Close enough that I think one summary will do it for this one. So here we go. Spoilers abound. But if you haven't read it, now you'll be caught up. Brian Robeson is a preteen boy flying to Canada to spend the summer with his father, who is freshly divorced from Brian's mother. During the flight, we find out that Brian is still coming to terms with this new living situation and still dealing with the complicated emotions related to his mother and the secret, which we ultimately come to find out is that Brian saw his mother cheating on his father with another man, and that ultimately this is why she asked for the divorce. Somewhere over the Canadian wilderness, the pilot of the bush plane that Brian is flying to Canada on suffers a major heart attack and dies. Brian then crash lands the plane on a small lake and was now fend for himself. He learns to build a shelter, start a fire, scavenge for food, hunt, fish, and deal with dangerous wildlife. Ultimately, after weeks in the woods, Brian is able to recover a survival pack from the downed airplane and activates a distress beacon, which leads to his rescue. Brian returns home a changed person, no longer the boy he was at the start of the summer.
1: He has become a man uh to some extent <laughs> a, a young man the
0: book well i mean that's actually not so much that's a little bit more of the vibe you get in the movie which we'll yeah. talk about but the book it's less so that he's like a man now and more so that he's just like changed mm-hmm. and like that, like that he doesn't and it's and it becomes a thing a major thing in later books that he doesn't really fit in in society anymore like that uh, his, it, he's like the
1: wild man yes, now yes essentially <laughs>
0: Uh, is that the the woods, the wilderness has sort of changed him in that regard, and he has a hard time sort of living in modern society. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, the movie makes it a little cleaner to sort of like he's, he's yeah. matured; he's a man now. But The but. book
1: more follows in like a long uh, literary tradition. Yes,
0: of yes.
1: <laughs> men who go into the wilderness and can no longer live in society.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so we do not have a guess who this week because there are almost no there's only like three characters in the movie four mm-hmm. maybe or in the book. There's a few more than that, but there 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 are almost no descriptions. There's like one description of the pilot's hair. And that's like it. his mom doesn't get a description. His dad doesn't get a description. He doesn't get a description.
1: You're not going to describe wildlife. I to say me. the
0: only thing that really gets any sort of detailed description is the hatchet. But we will talk about that very, very shortly. In fact, right now in our second segment,
2: what's that in the book? Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Philosopher's Stone. What? Honestly, don't you two read?
1: All right, so the first thing that I want to know is about the titular hatchet. Yes. Not titular in the movie. Not titular in the movie, but... For the book. For the book. Oh, he receives the hatchet as a gift from his mother in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know if that was what happened in the book. Is it a gift from his mom?
0: Yes, that is exactly what transpires. We get it in flashback in the movie. Uh, we'll, and we'll talk about the slight change in how things occur in the beginning. It's not major. It's it's basically the same. But yes, he, he, they go to uh, they're driving to the airport um, and she gives him this gift that is this little it's a brown bag and he opens it up and it has this hatchet in it and uh the whole scene plays out very similarly including her like oh come on put it on and him kind of like uh Mm -hmm. which is your next note here the specific line where she asks him to put it on and he's like mom i have some dignity that line is not in the book but he does he actually doesn't respond in terms of like saying anything to her but the inner monologue we get of him is he's like embarrassed and he's like putting up with it because he loves her but there's also it's mixed with those complicated emotions of how he's like mad at her and stuff but he also loves her so he's pleasing her by doing this and he ends up putting it on his belt for her which ends up saving his life literally um like, because it yeah. is her that asked him to put it on his belt. And if he had not, he would not have had the hatchet. He only has it because it's on his right, belt when the plane crashes to his body. Yeah. And it's the only thing he has. And had he not done that, he would have died most likely. So, yeah, it, it, it but it plays out exactly the same, including uh, her asking to put it on and him kind of like begrudgingly humoring
1: mm-hmm. her. Uh, and that segues into my next question really well, actually, because. At the start of the movie, before we even know that there is any kind of secret or that anything has happened with his mom in the past, you can tell that he is not thrilled to be hanging out one on one with his mom. So uh, it doesn't really seem to relate to her very well. So I was wondering if that was also something from the book.
0: Yes. So there are two main reasons that I get for that. One is uh, that he's just in that age range. He's like right. twelve or thirteen. He's in that age yeah, range who where likes you,
1: hanging out with yeah, their parents at that you, age. You don't
0: like your parents anymore because you're too cool for them. Uh, so he's in that age range. But then also, and more primarily, uh, is the secret which we will discuss in your next question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when we first start to get uh, an inkling of. What this event was mm-hmm. that uh, bothers Brian so much, in the movie, I thought at first his mom was going to be an alcoholic, ah. because we see this flashback and they're like at a Fourth of July oh, yes. party, yeah, and she's making drinks with like a friend of hers and she's like laughing wildly and like kind of spilling,
0: yeah. the drink. Well, they have a drink, but they're actually spraying um, lighter fluid on a.
1: Are they? Yes,
0: they're spraying lighter fluid on a grill. Is what they're doing.
1: She okay? So that that's uh,
0: regardless. <laughs> yes, that it ca- scene, you could read it either the, way. That.
1: that scene read to me as like she was drunk, and right. I was like, okay, so maybe she's like drunk all the time, and yes. this is like an issue that he has with her. Um, but then we see later on um, that she is, has been cheating on his dad with this other guy whose name or anything about him we never know um so is any of that from the book
0: yeah and that is what the secret is which he refers to it as which i don't even think it comes up as the secret in the movie no not that i recall again we don't get a lot of inner monologue or him Talking in the movie uh, About this stuff But it is Referred to in the book Several times As the secret And we get a very similar Slow burn reveal of it Um, Mm -hmm. But he uh, it, It is his mom Cheating on his dad With some other guy and uh, it plays out similarly. He's in the book. The, I mean, the main difference there's not like a party or anything. He just sees her. I think he's out shopping or something, and he sees her. And he mm-hmm. actually calls this guy the station wagon guy because he sees her in a in this random station wagon with this guy. Okay. And then sees her kiss him or whatever, and is like, oh, realizes what's mm-hmm. going on. So yeah, it's it's essentially the same thing. It's just a slightly different scenario where he finds out about it.
1: Okay, so I have a quick follow-up question that's not in my notes. Mm -hmm. So he refers to it as the secret. Right. Which is the fact that his mom is cheating. This
0: this thing you're about to ask, I guarantee I know what it is. And it was something that I was a little confused about, Uh but I think I know. So go ahead.
1: But it's not a secret, right? Because his dad knows because they're divorced.
0: I believe it actually is a secret. Or it may not be. It may. So here's the thing. It. It may, I think it actually may be a secret. I think she asked for a divorce and the dad doesn't really know why. Oh,
2: and so Brian okay.
0: knows. That was oh, not she's, the vibe I got yes, from the movie. Yes, I agree. And that the same thing was a little confusing in the book. Like, uh-huh. well, he would know by now. Right. Like, because one of the things in the book that they talk about, and it even comes up again at the very end of the book, like, but as he's going to Canada, he's like thinking about working up the courage to tell his dad this secret. And then at the end of the book, he he has this uh, – he still – even after this whole ordeal and he meets up with his dad again, he still hasn't had the courage to tell his dad this secret that he knows. Mm-hmm. And I thought the same thing. Well, like, surely – I mean, they went through a divorce. He would know.
2: Right. Like, you would yeah. think he
0: would know this. She would have told him. Right. And now, I think you could read that several ways. One being – Um, Maybe it is a secret and he uh, like she just divorced him. He has no idea why. And and Brian is, you know, uh, the secret he has and knows the, the actual answer. I think the other way you could read it, especially now as an adult reading it, is that Brian thinks it's a secret. Mm. He, it's a secret to him Like right. he's the only one Who right, saw right, this right. He And he's so he, not privy yeah. To the parents' conversations he's, So
1: he thinks Maybe he thinks The dad yes. doesn't know But maybe the dad Actually does know
0: and, and, and you would imagine Ultimately over the course Of a divorce Somehow this think. information Would have come You know what yeah. I mean And so I think There could be actually The idea that Brian thinks of it As a secret Because he doesn't know His dad knows Or, or mm-hmm. you know Who knows if he does But like in his mind His dad doesn't know He knows this thing um, they're just getting divorced and his dad, he thinks his dad doesn't know why. And maybe he doesn't, who knows? So I think that may be more. Of I,
1: I like that actually. Yeah. Cause I feel like that works really well with like how you think of things as a kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, and like I said, I only got that reading of it this time because I thought the same thing of like, well, it's not a, how would it be a secret? They're divorced. Like yeah. <laughs> what would have caused a divorce? And then like, like I said, it is implied in the book from my memory that, she's the one who instigated the divorce not that he like found out and then got a divorce like she instigated the divorce so it's possible that the dad doesn't know and just doesn't know Mm -hmm. why she's divorcing him but again that i feel like is a little naive and i think more likely brian just doesn't isn't privy to everything going on and because it's a secret to him and this this traumatic event to him he he keep he in his head it's this big dark secret
1: right you know what i mean yeah and that works really well too with the way like as a kid that you're not always um, aware of what goes on outside of your own self.
0: Yes, absolutely. And especially with your parents uh, yeah. and with adults in general, yes. I think it's, it's, it's there's uh, all kinds of things you realize, especially as an adult looking back, you're like, oh, this this event during this time period, something happened like, you know, mm-hmm. some event transpired that you weren't really super privy to, like maybe one of your one of your uncles or something got really sick and your parents never really told you about it or something like, you know what I mean? Like it's right. something like that where they're kind of protecting you or something and didn't really talk about how your 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 uncle like or, or somebody's like in the family's a, a drug addict. And it's kind of one something that isn't really talked about. But people know. But as a child, you're just oblivious to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it could be very, yeah. very similar to that. Yeah.
1: So he's in the plane. Uh, flying to meet his dad in Canada. His mm-hmm. Dad works in like an, an oil field or something yes, and like I, that. I
0: think that is what it is in the book. I don't mm-hmm. remember the exact detail, but yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So he's in like this little two seater uh, with Ned Beatty.
0: Plays yeah, the it pilot. is Ned Beatty.
1: Um. the the only name in this movie really hey
0: jared whatever the kid playing brian was in honey i shrunk the kids so i
1: guess he was a name at the time that's fair
0: i say i mean Um, not
1: really he wasn't even a
0: main character in honey i shrunk the kids but he was you know in the main ensemble
1: uh and the pilot gives him like an impromptu flying lesson Does that happen in the book?
0: Yeah, uh, the pilot does. And it's an interesting relationship dynamic that's captured pretty well in the movie, where at first he's kind of like gruff and standoffish, but then kind of warms up to Brian and like not is never like friendly with him, Mm -hmm. but at least he's like kind of showing him how to fly the plane and being, you know, kind of can tell that like Brian's like not in the best headspace and is like. You know, hey, let me yeah. show you how to fly the plane. Like here, grab the controls, do this, and yeah, that is what that is what happens in the book, which is important for. Less so in the movie, uh, it still happens in the movie, which is important for the events to transpire eventually because mm-hmm. he does end up flying the plane for right. hours. Yes, uh, in the book, it's not clear how long it is in the movie, but.
1: Uh, so he uh, gives him that flying lesson, and then uh, our pilot has a heart attack and yep. he <laughs> dies mid-flight. Yes, which is just. The worst bad luck yeah. I think you could ever have. Uh, so is that how Brian ends up alone in the wilderness? It, basically? Is, it
0: is exactly what happens. The pilot does suffer a heart attack uh, in the plane. Um, I have this. I will talk about it now. I had this in better in the book because uh, it is exactly what transpires. And, it, and a lot of it happens very similarly in the movie, but it's more. Horrifying in the book Than what comes across In the movie In my opinion Especially when he does Finally like die Um In the movie He just sort of shakes A little bit And then like lays back And is dead Yeah In the book there's he has a couple lines um, and also the buildup is a little bit longer, but similar where we go back and forth um, w- between flashbacks and then and the pilot kind of being uncomfortable, uh, which is one of the things that I thought the movie nailed a little bit is that it we get this like the pilots like oh my arm and then we like flashback and we we learn a little bit about Brian's past. And then we come back to the plane and he shows him how to fly the plane. He's like, oh, I'm so uh, I got indigestion. And then we mm. flat. You know what I mean? We kind of go yeah. back and forth. And the movie does that as well a little bit, um, which I think really helps build, you know, the tension in the book. And but he doesn't intru- eventually have a heart attack. And the line that's not in the movie that I was disappointed because it's it's one of those lines. It's like I remember really sticking in my head as a kid is the pilot, like, right as he's about to die, like, when his, he has, like, the, the massive part of the heart attack, I don't know how it works, he says, oh, God, my chest is coming apart, uh-huh. and then Brian thinks to himself, or and then we get the line in the book, and Brian knew now. Like, he immediately realizes oh, in that, that moment when the gonna he's die. having a heart attack. Uh-huh. Like, he realizes when uh-huh. the pilot says that, because, like, before that, he's not really sure, like, what's going on, because, again, the pilot's just sort of, like, Uncomfortable And one of the other things That's in the book That's not in the movie At least not that I recall Maybe it is Maybe he like holds his nose At one point But like the 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 pilot has like Really bad gas mm. And it's mentioned Several times in the book Throughout the Like as they're flying And he can't He's like God what is wrong With this pilot Like you know And that sort of thing He's like Why is he's keeps farting he's like not sure what's going on but yeah as soon as the pilot says oh god my chest is coming apart and brian knew now and he's like oh fuck and then the pilot dies essentially so yeah it uh plays out pretty much the same oh then the other thing that happens that doesn't i looked for in the movie but didn't happen because it was something that always stuck with me in the book when i read it is after the pilot's dead and they're flying like they hit some turbulence and there's a line describing the pilot's head lolling around mm. in the turbulence yeah and i always found that very like off, like disturbing as a child and there isn't a moment in the movie where you see that happen at least not that i recall so disappointed in that but overall the scene is very similar
1: do you get gassy when you're gonna have a heart attack is that a thing you
0: can it can i believe like um there are different a oh, bunch of symptoms i believe that That can be part of having like a a massive aortic dissection or whatever. And it can include, like, yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, So in the movie, it seems like they kind of just like drift around. And like he manages to like keep the plane up um, and like drifts around until they run out of gas and then they like nosedive into the lake. Yeah. Is that what happens in the book?
0: Uh, It's close again, but. This is another one that I had in the book Was better because specifically He he keeps flying And he does so initially with the intention And the hope that like you know He'll get somewhere like he'll come across A place and or be able to like you know Um he'll find a city or something Or and you know get be able to get somebody on the Radar or initially he gets on The radio and he's trying to talk to somebody and then when he loses Signal he's like well I'll just keep flying hopefully I can get Somebody Mm -hmm. and maybe they can tell me what because he doesn't know What to do he's just like I'm just gonna keep flying I guess And then um eventually the plane does run out of gas in the book though it's there's some very distinct things that happen that the movie does not capture um one of them is uh that when it runs out of gas the the way the sound cuts out like so you hear the plane and then it's a very vivid description of this the engine stops and then he just hears air Mm -hmm. and it's like this very like the thinking of that being in a plane and then all of a sudden the motor is just gone and you just, whoo, it's like terrifying. Um, and that, and the movie missed out on that moment. And then the other thing he does is he's thinking, we because we're listening, we're in his head. We're hearing him kind of think through what he's going to do uh, when the plane runs out of gas. He's like, all right, I got to look for a lake. That's like the only, you know, if I crash into trees, I'm just going to die. He's mm-hmm. like, the lake's like really the only chance I have. Um, and he sees a lake and then he's going through his head and thinking about like movie planes crashing in movies and stuff and mm-hmm. like what he might be able to do to like not die. And he's like, OK, so we're going to go down and that'll speed it up. Like if I nose the plane down, that'll speed it up. And then I'll do that and that'll let us glide more. And then right before I hit the water, I got to pull back to slow the plane down as much like he knows a little bit about like,
2: yeah,
0: just enough to kind of like maybe do something. And one of the other moments that I thought is hilarious is he's going, he's running through all these scenarios in his head of different movie scenarios and things he can do. And it's, and he's like, all right, here we go. And as soon as he pushes the nose of the plane down, he immediately throws up because it like the, Mm -hmm. the, just the, um, what's the, like the, I guess the butterflies or, you know, like the, like the free fall of like like nosing the plane down. Yeah. Yeah. And and just the, the reality of the whole situation hits him and he immediately just throws up and it's like,
2: relatable yes
0: and i liked that moment for the like you know uh the best laid plans or like the idea of like him preparing for like he's like going through all these things He's like all right here's what we're gonna do and then he does the first thing and just immediately it all goes to shit kind of mm-hmm. like he just throws up i like that a lot and the movie didn't do that um but he does this eventually the same thing he, he gets it down barely he, he clips some trees on his way down uh towards the lake and then at the last minute pulls up and slows down enough crashes in and then is able to get out of the plane and swim to shore.
1: Does Brian frantically eat a piece of gum and lick the wrapper and then later on rinse the gum off in the lake and continue chewing it?
0: (laughs) He does not. uh, He has no food with him of any sort in the book. And this was a better in the movie for me. I liked this little change um, because so they give him a, he has a piece of gum in his pocket that he comes across as he's going through his stuff. And I liked this change in the movie. I thought it was a good visual cue for his hunger, like for audiences of how hungry he is, especially with him like licking the wrapper and all that sort of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to eat it for yeah. a second. I, I, <laughs> like, I, you didn't eat that. Yeah. I, okay. I thought
0: giving him that stick of gum, as a, which is not really food, but it's a good way. And then again, having him pull it out of the, like off the rock or whatever he had it yeah. on and like wash it and eat it again. I thought it was a good way, again, visually, To communicate how hungry he is Without him just saying I'm hungry Mm -hmm. I mean obviously we can get That just he's been out stranded in the woods Like we would get that but I thought it was A a clever way and a way that made sense Like he might just have a stick of gum in his pocket Or something like sure so I I thought that Was a a good change but it's not in the book
1: Uh, So eventually he He gets the idea that he's gonna try to Fish and He initially does this By taking his hatchet And like swinging it at the water so does he hatchet the water (laughs) to try to catch a fish uh
0: he does not he does try to grab them with his bare hands uh at first but i didn't go back and look specifically but i do i because i laughed at that and wrote that down as well that i thought uh this was actually a better in the movie for me even though it is silly Mm -hmm. it felt like the kind of stupid thing you would try as like a 12 year old like yeah, f- I got to get fair. a fish like I got a hatchet maybe I can hit the fish. I don't know like <laughs> you can see it it's right there and I mean a hatchet makes as much sense as anything like it's what you have at the moment um, it makes the most sense to try that as it does to try to grab them so I thought I thought I liked that change not in the book but it felt like the dumb kind of thing mm-hmm. a kid would do
1: oh, and then he just grabs a snake out of the water <laughs> and, do-
0: and just leaves it he's just, like I guess he, I won't yeah, eat just a snake just puts it
1: back in man that could have been a water moccasin yeah right <laughs> No, thank you. Uh, So eventually he finds some berries. Um, Well, there are two times with berries, but Mm -hmm. um, uh, he does find some edible berries. Raspberries. Raspberries. And he has like a little collection of them. And a raccoon comes in his shelter and eats up, gobbles up all of his berries. And at first he doesn't know what did it. And then he sees the tracks that the raccoon made. And he says... Some kind of little northern monkey ate my <laughs> berries. Yes.
0: Uh, this was better in the book or better in the movie for me because that line is great. Uh, it's not happened in the book. He actually does not have any encounters with with raccoons in this book. I, he made in other ones. He has encounters with tons of other animals, mm. but not raccoons. Uh, so he does not. Uh, something else does eat some of his food at some point, which isn't in the movie. Uh, But we can talk about that later. Um, But yeah, no, no, uh, no raccoons. And that line is not in the book, but I liked that line. It was a good ad.
1: Eventually, he does um, get hungry enough and get up the courage to start eating grubs and worms. Yes. Uh, And the first time that we see him do this, he picks up a grub and he rolls it up in a leaf before trying to eat it so i was curious if in the book he also rolled himself a grub (laughs) joint uh
0: he does not he does not eat any bugs in the book uh in this book again um but he does uh, i thought that was a fun change again this is a better in the movie for me i thought this made a lot of sense like finding grubs and eating them Mm -hmm. um I thought it was funny that he like I, I called it. I thought like looked, looked like he was making like sushi out of the grubs, which he actually calls them sushi in the movie later. After that hmm. first time, he yeah, does yeah, say yeah, yeah. Mm, sushi or something like that. Yeah. And it reminded me of a, yeah, like wrapping fish in like seaweed or something. Um, but it's not in the book. I he never tries bugs, which I thought was dumb. Like it seemed like uh, a yeah, natural progression. Seems like
1: I mean, it's protein.
0: To be fair, he finds turtle eggs in the movie and those are or in his the book. or sorry in the book yeah. he finds turtle eggs and that's his early protein okay. before he's able to like hunt or anything mm-hmm. um so they just transpose that i makes sense i like because especially for the for the movie it, not having to deal with the turtle and and the turtle eggs and because the way he finds the turtle eggs in the book is he like hears the turtle one night like he's sleeping and he hears something like Sliding around outside, and he's like, "What is that?" He can't tell mm-hmm. what it is, and then he goes out and he finds this little like sand pile, and he's like, and sees tracks from the lake to the pile, and he's like, "What is that?" And like, he doesn't he doesn't realize what it is. He's like, and he sits there and he tries trying to figure out like, what the heck was that? Like, yeah. what was doing this? And then he starts digging it up and realizes, oh, it was eggs, and he, so he hits, he ends up with like a dozen um, turtle eggs, and he eats those. Those are his like early source of protein mm-hmm. after the berries. I think the grub makes just as much sense. And it's also I think it makes more sense. I like that. I have a, more about it later. I just think it it makes a lot of sense. And it, it also makes it easier for the movie not having to deal with the whole turtle situation.
1: So. Right. Uh, so eventually he figures out how he's going to start a fire. Um, but he needs like some kindling. So what he does is he takes a. Uh, his money, his paper money out of his wallet uh, and tears it up to try to start a fire. But then it doesn't even work. Yep. He can't start a fire with it.
0: Yes, that is exactly what happens. He has a twenty dollar bill um, in his in his wallet or in his pocket that his mom gave him for uh, in case he got. And it's really funny. And I wish they had maybe figured out a way to work this in. But it's a very like ironic mm-hmm. moment where he he recall as he's going through his stuff and he sees the twenty dollar bill. He, he recalls that his mom gave it to him and said uh, to get food in case you get stranded in an airport somewhere, <laughs> which is a nice oh, yeah. little, yeah.
1: In case fun, of an emergency.
2: Yeah.
0: A fun little, a fun little, uh you know, line. uh But he does try to tear it up and burn it and it does not work. Uh, the fire building scene happens very similarly in the book. I have this in better in the book strictly because it's more involved than the movie. He goes straight from. Uh, like wood to the twenty dollar bill, and then he picks some grass, and the grass
2: works. Mm-hmm.
0: He goes through more process or more like trial and error in the book that feels more realistic, and ultimately lands on willow bark, which is and and like he has to like spend hours shredding willow bark into like really fine like uh, almost like papery cottony kind of like fibers, and yeah. that's what he's able to finally get to catch with the sparks. And I preferred that because I felt more realistic. The grass, i sure it might work. The way he did it might work. But also the way we see it in the movie, it's very clear that something else lit the thing. He was mm-hmm. like, there's some grass there and he like sprays some sparks at it. And then it just starts going like crazy. Much more trial in there in the book. He has to figure out to blow on it. Like he doesn't even think like he's he gets the sparks going for a second and they go out and he's like, well, what the heck? he, and he yeah. keeps doing it and can't get him to, to like ignite. He's like, what am I? Well, and then he realizes and thinks through. goes like, oh, they need air. And he starts blowing on him and all that sort of stuff. And and so, yeah, I I, I think the movie or the book version is just a little more realistic, but it, it's pretty similar. And he does try to burn his twenty dollar bill. I did want to go back to the last one. Uh, the, the other note I had about why I liked him trying to eat grubs in the movie is because of how he finds them mm-hmm. felt very true to like how Brian operates in the book is that in the movie he sees the bear right like digging through this stump and yeah. like eating stuff out of it and he's like watching him and then goes and like investigates which is Brian's character in the book is very um he's he has very few survival skills which we'll talk about in a second. But he he doesn't have like any survival training, but he's very observant and like thinks things through very rash. Like he, he like thinks things through very step by step and mm-hmm. problem solves in a way that is really um, interesting. And it does remind me of Katniss a little bit. Honestly, these books, there's a lot of similarities and we'll talk about that, uh, especially my final verdict. I have a part about it, but. I did like that he he sees the bear doing it and then it's like, mm, OK, because that's how he discovers a lot of things in the books yeah. is like seeing something and then like sussing it out and, and putting two and two together and then um, benefiting from that. So I liked that the movie did that.
1: So uh, up to this point, um, he has been Brian has been in the movie. Brian has been covering himself in mud to keep the swarms of mosquitoes from being able to get to his skin. Uh, but when he is able to light the fire, but when he's able to light the fire, of course, they don't like the smoke mm-hmm. um, and we get this great moment of him like like he gets the fire lit and he realizes the mosquitoes don't like it, and he just starts yelling, No mud, <laughs> no mud, yeah, no mud, <laughs> yeah. So
0: does he do that in the book? No, um, he does not. But it was it's a movie ad that I really liked. And the first part of it that I liked is that he uses mud as a mosquito repellent. Right. Because that's not something he ever thinks to try or does in the book, which I, I remember reading. It's funny. I've never seen this movie. And I, as I was reading it this time, I kept thinking, I feel like at some point he uses mud as mm-hmm. a mosquito repellent. And he never did in the book. And then he did it in the movie And I was like I've never seen this movie I don't know why I thought That that was in this book um, But So I liked that ad I thought that change Made a lot of sense And it's it's something I think even without Any sort of survival Like skills It's something you would try Like you would think to do Like mm-hmm. just You'd be like Well I got I could maybe mud or something I can put on my skin And then the mosquitoes Will leave me alone Because the mosquitoes Are a huge issue in the book And uh, he doesn't have A solution for them Until uh, He's able to build a fire Right, and so I liked the mud thing. And the second part of that that I liked in the movie that of that edition uh, specifically of the him yelling no mud scene, is that it's one of the only scenes that really captures some of the like achievement energy that he has in the scenes throughout the book where like okay. he, something happens good and he like gets very excited yeah. about it. Uh, it doesn't happen a ton in the movie, um, but it happens like. I don't know a handful of times uh you know like a half dozen times over the course of the book where he'll, he'll like when he first builds a fire and blah 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 these other things where he gets really psyched up and amped up and i liked that scene for that kind of capturing that from the book even though it's not a direct one-to-one scene
1: so you mentioned uh the bear because we i think When he's watching him eat the grubs Is that the first time that we meet the bear? No, and the the first time
0: we run into him Is when he's getting the raspberries
1: Right And that's exactly
0: what happens in the book And that's, spoiler, the only time we see the bear in the book Is when he's getting the raspberries He runs into the bear and has to like run away
1: So then We do not get what happens in the movie Which is that this bear Becomes his nemesis No and the this bear really has it out for him. And at one point they like wrestle in the lake, which seems like should have killed him. Yes. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah. So no, he only runs into the bear one time in the book at the raspberry in this book. I have that very specific addendum because from my memory in mm-hmm. the alternate universe, Brian's winter, the bear does return. I don't know if it's the same bear, but I think it is. It, but in this book, he only runs into the bear that first time at the raspberry patch and okay. runs away and then never sees it again. Uh, he has encounters with different animals, but I did not like that. This is a, definitely a better in the book moment for me. I didn't like for several reasons. I did not like turning the bear into like this recurring antagonist, yeah. which is why they did it. I get why they did it. One, they had to get a bear. They were getting a bear, a trained bear anyway. Yes. So you might as you well get use get it. Get your money's Get your money's worth, worth, a worth with a trained bear. bear. Two, Giving him like a recurring nemesis as a coast, as opposed to like again in the book, which we'll discuss. It's it's a different animal every time that's right. causing him issues. Nature is the yes. antagonist, and that's what I like about the book, and one yeah. of the reasons that I, I prefer the the book in this regard is that it's not one asshole animal; it's just all of nature wants to murder him. Like, not really like, but you know, like all of nature does not give a shit about him and is coming down on him. And, and mm-hmm. it's not just this one bear with a grudge. Like
1: right. It's, yeah. right. And we do find out later, like what the bear's problem was. Yes. But, like, initially, when the bear started... Like, the bear was, like, actively going after him. Yeah. And I was, like... I was over on Google, like, are bears territorial? Yes. And they're not...
0: And they're not... E- and and, when, and the thing we find out is that she has cubs. Right. But but even then, she's never with the cubs. It yeah, seems we don't see the cubs for later. She's just harassing him. It seems very strange. It seems unbear-like yeah. behavior. In yes. particular for a black bear because it's not even like a grizzly yeah, not which a are grisly. grizzlies are more I grizzlies believe more i believe are
1: more aggressive aggressive yeah, but i yeah. don't like i don't think black bears no. are like particularly aggressive no
0: i'm fairly certain that's that yeah. is the case and then they're
1: i not. was like they were resting in the lake and i was googling like can bears swim and they can yes I bears are can. overpowered Oh, bears
0: are terrifying nightmare demon bears creatures. are
1: horrifying
0: oh yeah no, no it's If a bear wants to kill you, it's just going to kill you. Like, there's very few things you can do against a bear. Like, bear mace kind of works sometimes, maybe, I think I've heard, but also not other times. Also, if you want to shoot it, you have to have a gigantic gun. Yeah. Especially grizzlies, but even, like, any bear.
1: Yeah, bears are, like, way overpowered. Yeah,
0: yes. They're absolutely just gigantic killing machines. Uh,
1: Also, like, we ever really looked at a bear's face? They don't look like anything else.
0: They're very, yeah, they're pretty distinct. They just look like bears. They are pretty distinct.
1: I'm a little bit scared of bears.
0: Yeah. I, you should be, they're, they're scary (laughs) creatures. Um, I mean, obviously you shouldn't be overly scared of them, but they, they, yes, they're absolutely well, something I mean, yeah, to the, be the to be wary of in the nature. <laughs> the odds
1: of me meeting a bear are like fairly low.
0: Yes. But, but yeah, my point is that if you're going out in nature in a place that has bears, it's definitely something you want to take seriously and consider yes. not not to be like overly worried about them, but it is something that you need to like think about because they can end your life very quickly. And, but yeah, I did not like the movies turning the bear into an antagonist. Mm-hmm. For like I said, uh, the, and the primary reason is I think it loses some of the thematic messaging of of it not being like a, a man versus bear. It's man versus nature, right? And 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 so in the book we get many manifestations yeah. of nature. It's yeah. not just one, right? Creature. And and
1: I think I think a, a bear as stand in for nature like could work, but I don't know that it works necessarily here.
0: Yeah. I think it could work, but I also think it, 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 it also, which I think is something Gary Paulson maybe was probably pretty distinctly conscious of in this book by using different animals and stuff. Every time he runs into hardships, it's never just a bear over and over again or a wolf or whatever is, is because you can run into like demonizing and like, like specific creatures, like, like, like how jaws turned sharks into like, yes hated terrifying thing that everybody you know is was scared of and and like i don't know if it led to like over harvesting or killing of sharks or anything like that but it wouldn't surprise me and so like you you can turn through media through fiction you can turn a specific animal into like a caricatured like horrifying thing in a way that is detrimental to that, that that species of animal um Among other things and so I think Gary Paulson who is a big Nature guy like he he Mm -hmm. lives Out in the middle of nowhere he does the Iditarod like he Loves animals he's a he's a big nature guy I think he was probably conscious I would I would be surprised if he wasn't Conscious of the uh, of of that And was very um, Intentionally not Making it like Ooh this bear wants to kill Him yeah and more so like Nature Does not care about you're just you're right. you're in nature's fucking um uh you're in nature's house now they they're this is where they run you know like <laughs> and a lot of the encounters with the animals are things that he does something stupidly mm-hmm. um and it's it's a it's a recurring theme in the book that doesn't come across in the movie very well about the mistakes he makes
2: mm-hmm.
0: and a lot of the encounters with animals uh, specifically the skunk um and the porcupine and other things there are mistakes that he made, less so any sort of nefarious intent or or or, right. or intention to harm him by the animal. It's more right. of him reacting in a way that causes issues. Um, and, is, that's yeah, what, and that's yeah. like
1: the opposite of what we get in the movie, where like in the movie, it seems like, like hunting it seems like the bear just really hates him. Yeah.
0: And I think that does really run antithetical to. A lot of of what Gary Paulson would want to come across about just nature in general, but specifically like animals like bears or wolves or whatever. So.
1: So we get a lot of flashbacks in this movie um, detailing what went down with his parents. And one thing that I was really curious about uh, was so we see in a flashback in the movie, we see his dad packing up his truck and leaving at which point, Brian gets so angry that he punches out a window, punches his fist right through a pane of glass. Does that happen in the book?
0: It does not happen. The punching the window. This. This particular moment uh, where he punches the window in the flashback after he has been attacked by the or no, he, he he's he been his 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 fort's been destroyed. Something has happened, and he's like storming through the woods, angry. Yeah, and he like punches a tree and cuts his arm. Yeah, and so I really liked the movie paralleling the injury that he suffers in the woods to this injury pre wilderness back during this this emotional turmoil time. I liked that parallel, and the and the parallel in his rage in the woods with this this rage he had at his at the at the circumstances with his parents back home Mm -hmm. i really liked that um doesn't happen in the book at all i'll talk more about this later because the specific parallel of the injuries was really the only part of this that i liked and the way they change this scene where he's injured it's very different (laughs) in the book and we'll talk about it shortly um but i did like like i said i did like paralleling like that the, to it the
1: visual parallel the visual parallel okay. to him
0: um a, a, because it does i think reinforce this idea that he still hasn't gotten over it he's still dealing with the trauma the the, the turmoil yeah. from this situation and having those identical ish injuries i think just reinforces that and the book doesn't do that but the book does more interesting stuff i think so
1: so while he's injured uh, there, there's this whole sequence that happens um where he's he's laying on the ground and he's injured um and he like he imagines that his dog is licking his hand, but then like he opens his eyes and it's a white wolf, but is it? and then he like sees the wolf, but then it vanishes. Does he hallucinate a wolf at any point in this book?
0: He does not. He does see a wolf, several, mm-hmm. and I much prefer it in the book. So, th- and this is something I'll talk about in Better in the Book shortly. There's a time jump in the book that doesn't really come across in the movie, in my okay. opinion. There is, it's in the movie kind of, but it's more montaged through. Yeah. Whereas the time jump in the book is more, a, it's a end of a chapter, start of a chapter. We are now weeks later. Okay um but we didn't do we then do after the time jump get some flashbacks to stuff that has occurred over those weeks but it's a pure time jump it's not a montage in the movie it's more of a montage and eventually we get to the like 40th day or whatever um much preferred in the book i'll talk more about that in a second he does encounter wolves after this time jump but it's after he has become a brand new person he is not the Brian who entered the woods now He is Brian of the woods now Or whatever <laughs> and he's hunting He's out with his bow and arrow hunting uh-huh. uh, Wading through the water And he sees these, wolf, these uh, This wolf up on like a cliff In the distance and he just Looks at it and it looks at him And he just like because he is A completely different person now and it's like Become one with nature basically He just like nods at it and it like Looks at him and then just walks away mm. And it's it's more so an acknowledgement of his. And I think this is what they were trying to go for in the movie, but it just doesn't work. And it's dumb because it's like hallucinated, but then not hallucinate. Like, it's it's there in front of him licking him. And he's like, go away. And then it does disappear. But then it appears on the opposite side of the lake from him. And it is actually over there. But I don't understand what it's. it's, I didn't
1: understand what exactly we were supposed to get from that scene in the movie.
0: It, it doesn't work in the movie at all. I don't think it yeah. comes across. I think I get what they were going for because this moment where he's injured in the movie does translate to a, the scene where he becomes a new person in the book. But it happens very differently. And so I think they're trying to link this wolf encounter to his transformation
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the movie. Whereas in the book, this encounter with the wolf happens after his transformation and not directly with it. And again, the, the injury and what has happened is so different in the movie, in the book that it's kind of hard. I think it just doesn't work in the movie, in my opinion. And it was one of the things I was like, I don't, and and it being like a hallucination and then not a, it just, it's all really weird and dumb. Uh, the movie or the book version, I think just is much cleaner and works. And again, is just a signifier for us of the change in him and that nature sees this change like,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you know this this apex predator sees him as part of the essentially of like sees him as the, part of the wilderness the now. Yeah,
1: wilderness okay yeah all right cool um speaking of animals that have been unfairly maligned
2: <laughs> yes
1: by media and stories wolf is a great example of
2: yeah. that yeah
1: yeah uh so so brian has um we're we're like further in now, um, and he has become more like one with this, nature.
0: This at this point now, this is after the transformation right. in the movie as well.
1: Um so he yeah, he's he's become one with the wilderness and we see in the movie that he has built himself a drum. Yeah. Does he does he build himself a drum? in the
2: book.
0: He does not and I'm still not convinced that he had built himself a drum in the movie. I, I saw I, I saw what you're talking about yeah. and it definitely looks like it could be a drum. He is drumming on it but it also looked to me like it could just be a log with a piece of like leather over it that he like maybe uses as a table and he just happens to be drumming because it didn't, at least in my memory, I didn't think it sounded like a drum but maybe it did. I don't know. Okay,
1: I mean, I mean it, to me it just looked like a drum because yes. like it has the piece of leather right. over it. Right. Which, where did he get that yes but
0: he has not and he doesn't in the in the book kill anything that would provide leather yeah. uh and he might kill a rabbit or some a squirrels or something at some point but also not, that's like, not a big enough piece of hide. how
1: would how would you know how to make that any yes I,
0: no i agree that doesn't no so yes no there's no anything that resembles a drum he doesn't in this one uh, again in future books he does eventually kill large enough animals and mm-hmm. does like tan leather and stuff uh from my memory uh in some of the later Ones and make clothes and stuff out of it But in this one no he doesn't have a drum He doesn't he never kills an animal and make anything Out of leather he doesn't none of that happens Uh and whatever that thing was it's Whether it be a stool or a drum that He was or whatever it it's not In the
1: book okay so no drum Uh god we We got to that scene in the movie And I was like oh god <laughs> This is going to be some kind of like half-baked Native American. No, nah, it like, doesn't really go
0: anywhere. It's it just... doesn't
1: go anywhere. But like yeah. the visual of it for me was like, God, oh, geez. That's fair. Um. So then shortly after that, his nemesis returns. Yes. <laughs> the bear comes back and he, he has a firefight with the bear he like he grabs up his fire on, at the end of a big stick and he's like swinging it at the bear and then he spears the bear and the bear dies. Yeah, but none of that is in the book. None right? of
0: that's in the book. Uh, he does not have a fight with a bear. He has a big encounter with an animal that I think this is the rough analogy for, or like
2: okay, kind
0: of uh, the movie, the book and the movie are very similar for the first forty-five minutes, like beat for beat ish. And then right around the time where the uh, the big, like, transformation happens, things diverge pretty significantly. Okay. I don't want to say significantly, but in terms of the, like, things he encounters, the movie goes a completely different direction because the bear keeps coming back and we get other stuff in the in the book. So, yeah, no no, no, fight with the bear here. It doesn't kill it.
1: Um, okay, so I know this next thing is not in the book. Yeah. Um, based on what we've been discussing, but I just want to bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> because... So we don't know at this point. Now he's killed the bear, and we still don't know why this bear seems to have it out for him. Right. But then he sees these two bear cubs. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you killed a mother bear. You that is what you did, and I shan't forgive you for it. Yes. Um, and then <laughs> he he leaves them two fish. He's like, oh. cubs, yeah. he's like, he feels responsible, I yeah. guess. So he catches two fish and he leaves them for these bear cubs and they eat them. And then immediately afterwards, he sees them like eating the grubs yeah. and he's like, oh, they're fine. They're fine. You two don't need me. Yeah. Even though like they probably do <sighs> yeah. because they're cubs. Yeah.
0: I thought, no, none of this is in the book, obviously. I also was not a fan of this. I, I... I fluctuated at first of like, okay, I guess I like this character beat for him of like feeling like, but I also don't, it doesn't really track with the Brian of the book. Like in terms of he's, 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 we don't, I I don't know. I, I don't want to say that he wouldn't take care of two random cubs. If he accidentally, you know, had to kill the, the mother because it, it tried to kill him. Um, I don't know if anything like this happens in future books I can't recall I think at one point he does end up With like a wolf companion or something mm. I could be wrong about that But I think in like Brian's Winter He may end up with like a, f- a wolf friend-ish maybe I don't know uh, But I don't remember how any of that transpires But I, I didn't like it I thought it just it added uh, I, it, Again I get I why they just, did it
1: I I honestly would have rather That they just left Whatever this bear's problem was A mystery Yeah Because then like They introduce These two bear cubs And and then immediately Take that problem away Yeah and I, like, cause at first I was like, there's no way he can catch enough fish to support yeah. these two bear cubs. There's no, this is not going to work. But then the movie just immediately undoes it. And that's,
0: that's the problem. So it's, it, it all, I think what happened here, and this is why the second half of this movie doesn't work as well as the first half, in my opinion, is I think what happened was, like we said, I think it, I think you can kind of bring it all back to, okay, the bear, mm-hmm. we get the bear. Now we got to use the bear. Right. All right. So we got to keep, have, the bears bear, get and and, and just character. for like and for like movie per like f- movie narrative purposes, having a recurring villain feels more you know traditional like
2: mm-hmm.
0: kind of thing. So then they're like, all right, so we have to have the bear keep coming back. So then we're gonna have him kill the bear, but then uh, and they could have just I guess they could have just resolved it there, but then they were like, oh, but then what if we give him a character beat? Some sure somebody in the writer's room was like, what if we give him a character beat where it, or, or not even a character beat. I think it even is an interesting idea. If Once you get to the point where the bear is this recurring character that they want him to eventually kill. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if like Gary Paulson or somebody was like, okay. But then he needs, there needs to be. We need to reinforce the idea that killing something in nature, especially something like a bear, isn't like just a thing you can just it's it's not just like consequences there are consequences there's repercussions you're affecting the environment that you're in in a way that you don't fully grasp at the time and now obviously it's a little more complicated in the movie but but i think even in even in even then it works of like even because the bear was like attacking him it's not like he you know went out hunting for a bear like the bear was attacking him but i think even then it still works that like somebody was like okay we still want to get the message that like there are Even in a survival situation, even if you're killing something because it's trying to kill you, things are complicated. Things are messy. It's not as simple as, oh, the bear was trying to kill me. Killed it. Done. Oh, surprise. It has cubs. I think there's an interesting, like, idea there uh, of the sort of circle of life. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. But then I agree that the movie just like, uh, we don't want to deal with this. Uh, Like, uh, oh, look, they're eating grubs. They're fine. Like they gr- yeah. like, yeah, the movie <laughs> didn't want to actually follow that the rest of the way and figure out what to do with it. So they're just like, uh, Andy, they're, oh. and he's like, we'll just have him go. Yeah. Oh, look, they're eating grubs. I'm sure they're fine now.
1: No, <laughs> those two bear cubs died. Most likely. I hope you feel good about it. You mulleted <laughs> bastard. So eventually the plane. Which which sank in the lake when mm-hmm. he crash landed it, uh, but eventually the plane like resurfaces. He yep. sees it sticking out of the water, um, so he's like, uh, "I'm gonna go see if I can get into there." The survival get pack. the survival pack. Yeah. Um, but when he goes in, he sees the horrifying wormy corpse of the pilot. Do we get that in the book?
0: Yes, uh, I have this in better in the book. It's a combination better in the book and the movie nailed it because. In my opinion, what's described in the book is a little bit creepier than what we get in the movie. But the movie version is still creepy and mm-hmm. and all, like the movie version captures it mostly. The the slight change is that in the book it's been almost two months and the fish have he, he's a skeleton. He's yeah. like he's, he's a skeleton with like to a bit him. of chunks of flesh hanging off his bones. So it's like a, a creepy skeleton with meat on its bones as opposed to like mostly just the dude with yeah. like his eyeball eaten or something. Yeah, I think the they're both creepy in their own way. It's not a major difference, but I think the book like ha- having that skeleton is slightly creepier than than the movie, but it's 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 pretty close.
1: Shoot, I think I'd rather run into a skeleton than a corpse.
0: I guess that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you, I could see it argued either way, honestly. Because yeah. yeah, some people might be like, I'd actually rather see a skeleton. Uh, yeah, but in the book, it's a skeleton that is like it's, a, it's still juicy. Like it's not Ew. it's Gross. it's not that's from the mummy. It's <laughs> when they find uh emo, okay yeah yeah uh, but it's <laughs> it's not like just a skeleton because I agree if it was, but like it's a skeleton with like you know some stuff on it still, which is ugh. Uh, and maybe, arguably, worse than like just a body. I don't know. Either way,
1: uh, but he does get the rescue pack, um, and he finds the radio. Uh, he turns on the distress beacon, which I did not get initially. I thought he just like set the radio aside. I was like, "What are you doing? You need yeah. to use that." Um, but he does the distress beacon, uh, and a rescue pilot shows up. Uh, another guy flies in and lands, uh, and Brian asks if he wants something to eat does he ask the rescue pilot if he wants something to eat in the book
0: yes he does uh that was a note that i was specifically looking out for in the movie because i like that a lot in the in the book uh the exact same thing happens he gets the pack uh he finds the transmitter in in the book he thinks it doesn't work and i guess that's you could read the same thing in the movie Mm -hmm. like in the book he like messes with it and is like man seems like it's dead or like because he flips the switch or something and doesn't make any noise or do anything. And he's like, I guess, it. I guess the, the water got to it or something like yeah. that. So he just sets it aside. Um But it, it is active and that's ultimately what saves him. Um, but he does, he decides to have a feast because he's got all this food now. And he's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta ration this out, but I'm going to have a feast tonight because I got all this food. And he, he pulls out like potatoes and beef or whatever. And and then the pilot shows up and lands and he's literally sitting there with his food and the pilot pulls up on the on the plane and he says, my name's Brian Robeson. You want something to eat? <laughs> and that's the exact line from the book. Um, so, yeah, that is exactly what happens. And I was glad that the the, the movie kept that because I like that moment.
1: All right. So uh, Brian then returns to society. We see him in the grocery store um, and then uh, it's Thanksgiving. He's wearing a, a black turtleneck. He's got his mullet. He looks like the Rock in that one picture. Um, and then he has a nice. To, to, he looks exactly to, like yeah, the Rock in looks that exactly one picture. Exactly like it's the Rock.
2: Wild. All he's
1: missing is the chain
0: <laughs> and the fanny pack. We don't. Yeah, we don't get a. We don't, we don't. get a shot of waist down, so he could be wearing a fanny he pack could be, down yeah. there. Yeah.
1: Uh, does he have a nice Thanksgiving dinner with his mother's lover in the book?
0: He does not, and this was actually a better in the movie change for me. Uh, we get a little epilogue that's like three pages very short epilogue in the in the book mm-hmm. after he gets rescued, um, and it discusses the relationship that he like for a week after he's found. He thinks uh, like, oh, maybe my parents will get back together because everybody's just so happy he's alive, right. and like yeah. that 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 energy for a week or so they're like all together, and he's like maybe you know, and but then ultimately they just split back up and that sort of thing. And she keeps, she, keep, he does mention that she keeps dating station wagon guy. Um, But it's never, he never discusses in the epilogue whether like hit what his interaction with that guy is like now or anything. And I did like the movie's change of having the part of his growth be that he's able to get past that mm-hmm. and, and be a little bit more of an adult and handle this situation um, you know, as they and have like dinner maturely, together in, in a more yeah. mature way, yeah, yeah. I, I I liked that change. It's not so like I said, it's not really anything that's addressed. And, and in fact, the book I you would get the vibe that it's actually because he still calls him the station wagon guy and not like a name or anything like mm-hmm. that, or even just something as simple as like my mom's boyfriend or anything. I think there's an implication in the book that he still harbors those resentments. Like he's
1: not quite over. He's it. not quite over yeah. it.
0: And I did like the movie kind of giving him a more resolved sort of character growth moment with that with that uh, with his mom and with Mm -hmm. her boyfriend that sort of thing so
1: so my last question i thought i was all out of questions but then the movie uh right before the the end credits roll we popped back to the wilderness and we see the tree where he carved the word home on it and we see his hatchet sticking in the side of that tree right Mm -hmm. by it Did he leave his hatchet behind in the wilderness
0: Uh, in the book? No, at least we don't know. I assume no, there's no, it's not mentioned one way or another. Like we, we, the last thing we get in the book is the pilot showing up Mm -hmm. and then we cut to him being home. Like, so we don't, we don't discuss like what he took, what he did, you know, whatever. So my, my idea, my thinking would be that no, he took the hatchet with him. I'm sure I doubt he left it there. Um, so two things on this one I had this in better in the movie because I did like visually that little last moment Mm -hmm. of pulling over to the home carved into the thing and then uh, the hatchet stuck there I thought it was just a nice little visual thing like it again thinking on it and him leaving the hatchet there doesn't make a lot of sense but uh, whatever I liked it I thought it was cool um but 2 in the book uh, also in the movie I didn't need the Henry David Thoreau quote over that like just who does like just leave us on <laughs> that image we don't need yeah. a Thoreau quote there why <laughs> I, I thought that was stupid um whatever and it was also hard to read like
1: yeah it was it was it was there's so much uh, text like yeah.
0: and, and there was like a whole in the in the in the like citation, there was a bunch of, it was too much text. I was like, yeah, a, and
1: the color contrast was not very not, good. Not for ideal. It,
0: it would be yeah. impossible to read on the YouTube version. We are, <laughs> we were reading it on like a, a pretty good DVD copy. The YouTube yeah, version would be impossible. On like a nice
1: big TV yeah, screen.
0: The YouTube version would be like just a blurry mess. I mean, you probably didn't even realize it was a Thoreau <laughs> quote if you watch this on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't need that, but the, the image was nice. But then uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting is that in the book, it's actually mentioned that, he doesn't go back, but the uh, a bunch of, like, reporters and stuff and news hmm. people and, book like, people obviously interested in this story go up and they, like, document the campsite. They take pictures. They shoot video. Um, Interesting. And so uh, there's also this guy who intends to, like, write a book about him and about the whole thing, but it ends up going nowhere. And there's a little, like, it's like one paragraph describing sort of that aftermath. Um, and so... I guess it's possible that it, he could have left it there. I don't know. I bet. Yeah, I, I. I like it in the movie. It's not what happens in the book. He takes the hatchet. I'm guessing with him. I actually would know, but you would know um, by reading the river.
2: Right. Whether or not yeah. he took
0: it. Because, uh, yeah, in the river we get it's the continuation of this. Um, but I think he probably took it with him would be my
1: guess. I mean, I don't want him to be without his hatchet. What if? What if yeah. something else happens? Yeah.
0: All right, that was it. For was that in the book? We've got a few questions in Lost and Adaptation.
2: Just show me the way to
1: get out of here, and I'll be on my way. Wow. I was lost. Yes, yes, and I want to get unlost as soon as possible. So I've got a couple kind of big questions here. Yeah. My first one being. I want to know what Brian's demeanor is like because I feel like he approached this whole situation in a manner that was much more blasé than I would have. But then I was like maybe he's just not that good of an actor. <laughs> I don't know. Um I mean, it is kind of a huge acting challenge for this one kid. Yeah. Um but I I just feel like he was very like blase about the whole thing in the movie.
0: So this is definitely a major weakness of the film. One of my big weaknesses of the film. Um, And it's something I noticed, too, and and made a note of very early on uh, of of how his demeanor and how he was reacting to the situation Mm -hmm. did not match the book. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that I think... They capture some quirks of his personality in that he does have kind of a fun, like an odd sense of humor at times that I think that's what they took and like cranked up to 11 and turned him into like this. Again, he's just sort of like, seems like he's having a grand old time surviving in in the wilderness. Yeah,
1: sometimes it really does seem like that in the movie. And
0: and in the book, even up until his... There are moments of of victory and success and 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 like happiness while he's surviving, but they are deeply uh, fleeting and marked in, and and are and scarce. And in fact, most of the time he's miserable. And I, like I said, I think it's a big weakness of the film. And it reminded me of the Hunger Games. What we discussed in the Hunger Games episode is that I think this movie lacks the the desperation and the despair and the brutality of the book in the same way that the hunger games did. I will say this book isn't as brutal as the hunger games. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, not quite as brutal as the hunger games. Um, but the movie didn't even still, the movie didn't come close to matching again, the despair and the, and the darkness that Brian goes through while surviving in the yeah. wilderness by himself as a 12 year old. um, my guess is that they wanted this to be like a fun adventure movie for kids. Right. And and less so the coming like coming of age gritty tale that the book is. I say gritty. It, it, it's not like overly gritty. Again, it's not as,
1: But for a kid's book, for a
0: kid's book, which this is. This isn't this is not even YA. This is literally like yeah. a children's book. I just think they decided ah, let's 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 make it much more of a fun adventure movie, and so he's gonna be having a lot more like his demeanor is gonna be a lot more positive. He's gonna be having a lot more fun than what he is in the book, mm-hmm. and I think that's to the detriment of yeah, the story
1: because his his demeanor was so positive. Yeah. <laughs> at some points, like there there was absolutely none of what i would have been doing in that situation which is crying and having panic attacks
0: which happens all the time in the book
1: yeah because it would there's like what what do you do but cry and have a panic attack
0: so many times he is sobbing and or having a breakdown in this book and it happens zero times in the movie again it's the main weakness in my opinion of the movie as an adaptation is that it doesn't Capture that at all it, it,
1: it, it just it rings very false Yeah as you're watching the film
0: Yes I agree I, and that that yes Like I said we'll get to I'll, I'll talk a lot more about it In my final verdict for sure in other parts But my final verdict that's my one of my main things Is that it just doesn't have The It doesn't Capture the gravity of the situation And what this kid is going through In mm-hmm. a way that feels at all Realistic in the movie
1: All right. So I I had this question and I kept thinking that the movie was going to give me a reason to delete this question, but it never did. So is there a reason that Brian does not put any energy into trying to light a big fire on high ground so that someone will see the smoke? Because I feel like that would be the first thing I tried. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to climb up as high as I can go. And I'm going to try to light a big-ass fire. Someone will see the smoke.
0: So, uh, this 100% happens in the book. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) He 100% does that in the book. I
1: feel like you don't even need survival skills to think of that.
0: No, 100%. As soon as he's able to make a fire, the first thing he does is he climbs up. And now there's no mountains in the book. Like, in the Mm -hmm. movie, it's a much more mountainous region. Yeah. In the book it's not described as mountainous but the the place where his little his little rock sh- his shelter is is like in a cliff side and he goes up to the top of that cliff which is you know maybe a 100 feet up or something up relatively high where he can see out a ways and he builds a big bonfire yeah or he doesn't he doesn't light he builds a big bonfire and leaves it there and is like if anybody if i ever hear a plane i'm lighting this fire Yeah, it's a signal plane 100% he does that in the book Um, It's definitely a note I had for better in the book Uh, It it, I'll talk about it here. That's that's the big thing This is the big catalyst is actually this event the failed signal fire is so in the in the movie It's he gets attacked by the bear and then he's angry or his stuff all gets what I I think it's he gets attacked by the bear and is shelter gets destroyed or something
1: yeah
0: or is it the raccoon it's not the raccoon eating his. or bears. is it
1: when there's the storm? it's before
0: the storm it's Uh-oh. the storm's the very like at the very end it's the bear does something and, and that's why it's confusing to me is because it's so different than what happens in the book i'm having yeah. a hard time place when that like the moment in the movie where he cuts his arm in the woods and then lays there and the wolf licks him like yeah. that's the transformation moment happens completely differently in the book and what happens in the book is he's he's literally out hunting and he hear he doesn't realize he hears a plane
2: mm.
0: and then by the time he realizes he's he's like oh shit that's a plane and he runs back to light his fire and he doesn't get there in time
1: oh okay
0: and he doesn't he gets it lit but the plane is gone yeah and that's the event that catalyzes his transformation okay that's the big moment um and we'll talk about more of that very shortly here. I think it's really dumb of the movie to have left that out. It's such yeah. a pivotal moment in the book. Like I said, it's the moment that changes him and and we'll talk about why and 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 what happens with that event here. Like I said just in better in the book in just a second. But I I I don't know why the movie would have left that well, out.
1: Well, to not have him try that at all. I, like to me, it's such a no brainer that the whole entire movie, I was like, why isn't he trying to light a signal fire? Yeah. Like it was so distracting. Yes.
0: Yes. It is distracting and it's dumb because it's something he does in the
2: book. <laughs> so.
1: Okay. So my next giant nitpick with this movie was that I felt like brian very suddenly got very adept at survival so i want to know like what his progression was like in the book because in the movie i felt like he went from zero survival skills to like making his own tools and obviously i've never read this book i knew what the premise was and i always thought that in the book he must have been like like he must have been a boy scout or had some kind of initial like knowledge or skill set in order to be able to survive by himself in the canadian wilderness for however long like i don't know like he builds a bow and arrow and i feel like that's something that you can't teach yourself without prior knowledge
0: so i got a lot to say about this the bow and arrow thing is handled very similarly in the book, including the first one breaking, but it's a part that I always had the toughest time buying because mm-hmm. as a kid, I tried to make bows and arrows. Didn't
1: we all? It's
0: like impossible. Yeah. It's like borderline impossible. So, specifically the bow and arrow thing, I agree, even in the book, because that whole situation plays out similarly. He just makes a bow. It, it, his first one does fail, like d- disastrously, but eventually he makes a bow that works uh, in the book.
1: Like spear I can swallow yes bow and arrow no um
0: and so y- you are correct he actually does not have he was not a boy scout in the book his mom says "Oh, look at my little scout but when he puts the hatchet on his waist mm-hmm. like she has a line about like oh look at you a little scout my little scout or something like that but he never in the book he never recalls information from scouting or like we never get him being like oh i remember when we went camp you know like none of his information none of his survival comes from any previous knowledge with surviving like or with camping or anything like that the only thing that we get in the book is that he has a vague memory of watching a tv show where they put a bunch of like Military pilots in like a survival Situation huh. like basically Like a survival TV show yeah and He recalls a couple things they Did about like they were in the Desert I think and, and he's like oh, they They dug a hole and put a tarp over it To collect water and like he recalls A few situ like things they did For survival stuff and some Of that is useful to him in terms of like Food and stuff but In general he has no Survival skills I In the book, I think it works specifically because we get to listen through to him. And this is the thing I mentioned earlier. Think through the problems. Right. And the way he thinks through problems is like super practical, but also very ignorant of like any actual. Like if you were a person who knew stuff about survival, you would hear you would read this. And as he's going through these like problems he's having you'd be like no it's obvious do this and he's not doing like the obvious survival thing but he works through these problems in a way that are like like i said super practical but are not grounded in anything like in any knowledge that he has other than just like problem solving Mm -hmm. and i actually think that's really interesting and one of the things i loved about the book as a kid is that i think it really goes a long way in delivering the message about the thing that saves him isn't having this knowledge, this survival knowledge. He doesn't survive because he was a boy scout who knows what berries to eat and knows, you know, how to, how to make a, a a trap or make, you know, all this sort of stuff. He doesn't survive because of those things. He survives because of two very specific things, which is like his mindset and his problem solving. Like that's what it is. And, and we, we get to go along on this ride of watching him solve problems from a a complete layman's perspective and i think it's really interesting uh,
1: yeah i think that is interesting because that's like theoretically something that everyone could yes do with that. and
0: i think it's why kids like this book so much and it's one of the reasons i liked it even though i was a boy scout and i knew some stuff you know like i i did uh have a little bit of like training quote unquote right. in, in some sort of you know like how to make a fire and all that kind a of
1: base stuff. knowledge
0: yeah uh, of of some of that stuff but I think it's really interesting. I think kids like it because you can see, you can easily to put yourself in that situation and just be like, yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But it's about his mindset, and we'll talk about that in, in in a second here and better in the book, and about where that mindset comes from. But also, like I said, just his problem solving and thinking through problems step by step, trying to like bring himself back. Like, okay, what is the problem here? It's okay. This is the problem. What do I know about this problem? It, like when he's starting the fire, like okay. And like, it's a very explicit moment in the book where he's like, I can't get this fire to start. I'm getting I have sparks and I have something I have wood. Why can't I get the sparks to light the wood? And he's like, what does fire need? And he's like, fuel, wood. He goes, "Okay, well, but at the beginning, maybe it needs, you know, like finer fuels. Yeah, because the sparks obviously aren't going to light like sticks on fire. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, and it's still not working. He's like, "Okay, what else does it need? And I don't remember the exact thing that triggers this for him, but he realizes, oh, it needs air. Yeah, fire needs air and he's like I can blow on it and then like so you know he goes through this process with all of these problems of just thinking through them bringing them down to like their base components trying to figure out what the problem is and then solving that and I really like that and the movie doesn't really capture that
1: yeah I don't think that translates in the yeah. movie
0: I, it would be hard to again y- because yeah. we're not we don't without a voiceover without him just talking out loud the whole time right. it would be tough to I do mean,
1: right? I mean I just I don't think the movie showed enough of him being like intermediate i guess it it just seemed like he went from an absolute dunce to like being pretty good at it
0: it also did that without the time jump that we get in the book which yeah that works in the book and i'll talk about it in a second i I, i'm slow playing it but i i do love the books because this book i realized on this reading is another movie that exists already it's just beat, like beat for beat, moment for moment, a movie that exists already.
1: Are you going to talk about it yes, later? Yes, okay. I am.
0: I'm not just going to throw that out there and not talk about okay. it later. But this book is, just, it, there is a movie that is this book, but it's not A Cry in the Wild. <laughs> but okay. we'll talk about
1: it. Um. So speaking of time, uh, how long is he supposed to have been out in the wilderness surviving? Would you see some hash marks that he makes? Which he does movie. in the
0: movie, or in the book. He does make like,
1: Marks. Yeah, he makes like hash marks to mark the days. Um but other than that the passage of time in the movie is pretty vague.
0: Yes. It's similarly Vague-ish in the book um but he does he does mar- he is marking time and we when we get the time jump that I mentioned uh he tells us how many days it's been like after the time jump he says like it's been x days since okay. the, uh, like 47 days. Um he is re- he spends a total of 54 days in the wilderness.
1: Okay. So like that is the final number two months.
0: Uh, like I said, it's much easier to track in the book because we hear him thinking about it. I think right, it's a yeah. slight weakness in the movie because they kind of just do like that weird montage thing and they don't do the time jump in the way that the book does. But we'll talk about that here in just a second in better in the book.
2: You like to read? Oh yes. I love to read. What do you like to read? Everything.
0: Let's talk about the repetition. So we, in the prequel episode, we talked about a review that had like 450 likes. It was like the top rated review on Goodreads Mm -hmm. that was very, gave it one, this book one star and was very critical of the repetitious nature of the writing. Uh, So first I'll say this, that kind of falls off towards the middle slash, not even after the first third of the book that in my opinion, maybe I got used to it, but I felt like it just (laughs) my, I think it just dropped off. I did notice what they were talking about in the first few chapters. So one, it it kind of falls off Two, I think it's very intentional and I like it because I think it's specifically something that Gary Paulson uses in relation to it's used primarily to accent- accentuate Brian's thought process, um, even though this is in third person, like it's not like I, I, it's it, it is uh, like he did this, he did that, blah blah blah. But it, it is accentuating Brian's thought process, and I think it's really meant to mimic the way we mull things over in our mind, um, and in particular, something we did a lot when we like the way that kids think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying. I'll, I'll find a section here and read a little bit of it. Um, just to kind of illustrate what the person was talking about and why and and where I'm coming from in terms of, like, why I think it, it's intentional. So this is... Uh, this is when the pilot dies, basically. Uh, this is, like, as he's dying. The pilot had been talking just a moment ago, complaining of the pain he had been talking. Then the jolts had come. The jolts that took the pilot's back that took the pilot back had come. And now Brian sat there and there was a strange feeling of silence in the thrumming roar of the engine, a strange feeling of silence and being alone. Brian was stopped. He was stopped inside. He was stopped. He could not think past what he saw, what he felt all was stopped. The very core of him, the very center of Brian Robeson was stopped and stricken with a white flash of horror a terror so intense that his breathing, his thinking and nearly his heart had stopped, stopped seconds passed. Seconds that became all of his life, and he began to know that what he was seeing, began to understand what he saw, and what was worse, so much worse, that he wanted to make his mind freeze again. He was sitting in a bush plane, roaring 7,000 feet above the northern wilderness with a pilot who had suffered a massive heart attack and who was either dead or in something close to a coma. He was alone. In the roaring plane with no pilot, he was alone. Alone. So, it's very repetitive. Yes. But again, that's
1: clearly on purpose. Yes,
0: very clearly on purpose to illustrate the racing thoughts of this 12 year old.
1: Actually, I think that I thought that was a really interesting passage that you read. It reminds me of having a panic attack. Yeah. Because, and now obviously a panic attack, that's something that is different for different people. Right. Um, When I experience a panic attack, a lot of it is. Feeling stuck in the same thought And even if I can get out of that thought I get stuck in the next thought yep. And to me that feel that sounded Like a lot like how that feels Let me read
0: another quick one because I think this will Reinforce that even more This is before what we just read This is uh, like ten pages before okay. this, is like the ver- this is like the second page of the book um, This is in the plane Now Brian sat looking out the window With the roar thundering through his ears And tried to catalog what had led up To his taking this flight The thinking started Always it started with a single word, divorce. It was an ugly word, he thought. A tearing, ugly word that meant fights and yelling, lawyers, God, he thought, how he hated lawyers who sat with their comfortable smiles and tried to explain to him in legal terms how all that he lived in was coming apart, and the breaking and shattering of all of the solid things, his home, his life, all the solid things, divorce, a breaking word, an ugly word, divorce, secrets, No, not secrets so much as just the secret, what he knew and had not told anybody, what he knew about his mother that had caused the divorce, what he knew, what he knew, the secret, divorce, the secret. Brian felt his eyes beginning to burn and knew there would be tears. He had cried for a time, but that was gone now. He didn't cry now. Instead, his eyes burned and tears came. The seeping tears that burned, but he didn't cry. He wiped his eyes with a finger and looked at the pilot out of the corner of his eye to make sure he hadn't noticed the burning and tears. So again, lots of repetitive words, but it feels... It's it's very clearly intentional. And it's like the fact that 450 people liked that and was like, and again, the 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 rest of the book doesn't do that in the same way. Like once he's yeah. in the wilderness and surviving, it doesn't do this. Like he's not in his own head in the same way. Like
1: right, he can't be. Yeah,
0: he can't be. And yeah. so it's I blown away by that review <laughs> and how hard you can miss the point. <laughs> like I <just> Yeah. <laughs> also
1: what was it? What page were you just on? Two and three. Two and three. The thinking started. Yeah, that's a hell of a line. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. The thinking started. That's
1: too relatable of a line. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. So I, like I said, I really like it. I think it works really well. Um, he also uses that that writing that same trope at times when Brian is like psyching himself up to do something. Mm-hmm. He'll repeat things in a way to like talk himself into something. And again, it, I just think it's. I don't know how hard you could miss the point of that yeah Uh, like it's not just like
1: yeah it seems like it
0: it was wild to me again having reread it this time and after seeing that review just being like wow you okay cool (laughs) great (laughs) boy (laughs) people are bad (laughs) at reading comprehension (laughs) Uh, whatever (laughs) all right uh so i had that in better in the book it's I only had it embedded the book because I wanted to, to go to bat for it, but also because it is something that I think is really effective mm-hmm. in the book that we don't really get in the movie. It's hard. It would be hard to do in the movie. So uh, second, uh, the hatchet description. I'm going to read the whole description of the hatchet because the hatchet in the movie is fucking dumb. <laughs> Brian took the sack and opened the top inside. There was a hatchet, the kind with a steel handle and a rubber hand grip. The head was in a stout leather case that had a brass riveted belt loop. So the one in the movie. Looks bad. Cursory glance. You could kind of a sure it's in it's 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 in a little leather case that attaches to a belt loop. It's made of steel and it has a handle in the movie. It's not a rubber handle. It is specifically like a plastic or wood like bolted on. It looks like a yeah. knife, like a kitchen knife, like with the. bolt yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of handle. Whereas in the, in the book, I imagine it's like the rubber encased handle I have. So I'm, we're going to post, I have the hatchet from hatchet. I'm pretty sure I didn't buy it in purpose. I think my dad got it for me for like scouts or something, but I have a hatchet. That is what I imagine when I think of the hatchet. Although the one on the cover of this book is not, that's a wood hatchet. Yes. has to be. Yeah. And that's not what's to, like the the picture on the cover of the book I have, which is the same version of this book that I had like the same cover I had when I was a kid, um is is the the outline of the hatchet is not what I imagine in real life and it's not what my hatchet looks like. It looks more like a wood like tomahawk almost. Um but in the movie the hatchet the head of it is very thin. It looks like a toy? Yeah. It looks ridiculous. That was
1: my thought. It like I was like that hatchet doesn't look like it it is real no it doesn't look like it's meant to do work
0: (laughs) no there's no way and my only thought not only thought but one of the things i thought is that maybe they intentionally made the hatchet in the movie look like that so they could sell toy versions of it yeah potentially potentially that looked very close to it because the head of it is way too thin it doesn't Mm -hmm. have enough mass for chopping like it's not a good hatchet. it's a terrible hatchet um And so I was very disappointed in the movie's hatchet, which is wild when you're making hatchet. You (laughs) should get a good hatchet for your hatchet movie. Just saying, just wow. Okay, great. Good job. This is a specific line that is not in the movie that uh, it's, it's not a line. It's a thought again, it's from the narrator, but it's a, it's a very specific moment that I liked a lot because it's very evocative writing. And I wanted to mention it is that, Brian has it, this is after he crashes And he's thinking about his mom And he has this line uh, Where it says He's thinking of his mom And the whole situation with the, the divorce and everything The hot hate slices of the memory Were exact In reference to when he saw her mm-hmm. cheating On, I just like the hot hate slices Of the memory, something about that is very Evocative yeah. to me, the hot That's, hate yeah, slices Of the memory very evocative
1: of a memory that you don't really want to be remembering. Yeah. But it's kind of intruding on you anyway.
0: Yep. Uh So another big disappointment, the movie in uh, the lake movie, uh, <laughs> the lake in the movie is not L-shaped and good Lord, this book goes to great lengths to explain that the <laughs> lake that Brian Robeson crashes on and survives on is L-shaped. It's described dozens of times big negative for me no real reason it doesn't actually matter but the book says like 20 goddamn times it's an L shaped lake and they just have a generic like roundish lake how dare make it an L shaped like whatever <laughs> I'm sure they picked <laughs> they, it because they, of the mountains and yeah. stuff and whatnot I mean, but. they
1: spent all their money on the bear yeah it happened. <sighs> they couldn't get an L shaped lake it,
0: again it doesn't really matter it's a little dumb thing but it's an L-shaped lake. He says L-shaped lake like t- 20 times. Uh, there's a little moment uh, of de- of Brian has this thought after the plane crash. Once he's on the shore, he thinks of the pilot in the plane under,
1: under the water. water cool. And he
0: imagines his hair waving in the water. And that line always creeped me out as a kid. Like, oh, yeah. I hate. Oh, it was so creepy. And I was hoping the movie would give us like a shot of that, like a. A moment of the pilot's hair like you know just his body in the cockpit under the water like with mm-hmm. his hair waving around and it doesn't and i was disappointed i mean obviously at the end we see him but i wanted that moment early on because ugh, it always got to me as a kid uh so the movie does have the the overwhelming or does have the mosquitoes we have the mosquitoes that are a pain and they're, they're like a big problem for him that's why he uses the mud they're not as overwhelming in the movie as they are in the book, they literally like choke him and eat all of his skin. Uh, he gets so many mosquito bites that his eyes are swollen shut. Uh, yeah, uh, the movie has again the mosquitoes, but it's not to the same level. This is goes back to the 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 brutality, the like just how awful it is. Uh-huh. Like the movie version, it's like we hear a. Bzzz, and then he like hides under a log and it's like has like in the next we see him the next morning he has like four mosquito bites on his face like i get the many skittle bites like going to take the trash out <laughs> like what no, no no in the book it, he literally his eyes are swollen shut from the mosquito bites the first day um uh, it's a little thing but it's it's a big thing ultimately uh another thing that the movie doesn't translate is that in the book w- since we can hear his thoughts he's convinced that he's going to be found like immediately.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's like well, they'll probably be here in like tomorrow. Like well they'll know the plane. Cr- like we stop. you know we, the, the, the the pilot put in an emergency call and said like oh I'm having some trouble before he died. And then Brian got on the radio and was talking to somebody and said hey the pilot's dead. So like he's like they know something's wrong. They're going to find me. Mm-hmm. He does know that. And this doesn't come across as obvious in the in the movie or at all in the book he realizes that when the pilot had the heart attack, he kicked the rudder and the plane swerved way off the flight path. And and then Uh, he flew hours and which is also not a thing that's explicit in the movie. He flies hours in the same direction after they go off their flight path. And that's something that slowly creeps up on him. And he slowly starts to realize he could be way outside the flight path. They yeah. But initially he's like, nah, they'll be they'll find me. They'll find me like they'll find me for sure. They'll find me. They'll find me. Oh, they'll find me. You know, and and I like that early, like, hope. And that leads to some of the. uh <laughs> Things that happen later, but I he, eventually he lands on, like, after the first day, he's like, at most, it'll take four days for them to find me. Like, that's that's his optimistic, like, or no, that's his worst case scenario. Is like, all right, they'll probably be here tomorrow. Worst case, four days. Fine. I just got to survive for four days. So this next note uh, I explicitly put in here for you, but I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> uh, he has this moment early on where he, he thinks back to an English teacher he had named Perpich, Mr. Perpich. I don't know how to, it's P E R P I H C H.
1: That's how I would pronounce it.
0: Purpitch, yeah. Um and he thinks back to this English teacher and thinks about what he would tell him to do in this situation. Very clearly this English teacher had a very profound impact on him and It and he think keeps thinking back to the, how this English teacher would tell him to, like, stay on top of things. That was a big thing. He's like, stay on top of it. Like, it was a big, like, thing he always said. And to get motivated. Like, that was a big, you know, message that this English teacher would always be like, "Oh, i got to get motivated. And this is what, and I, and I mentioned earlier, like, the big things that save him are his mindset and his problem solving. And his mindset is directly due to this English teacher he had. Mm-hmm x amount of, i don't know i don't know how long ago it could have been last year it could have been you know literally it's summer it could have been that previous year but it's this english teacher he had that that sort of beat this thing into him and so literally the reason he survives is because of an english teacher and i felt like you would appreciate that I so.
2: mean,
1: in, <laughs> did used to be an english teacher <laughs> Uh, but also, if you didn't have an English teacher who made a profound impact on your life, I, I I don't know if I don't I don't know if I trust you. Yes. If you didn't have that experience.
0: As an American, may point that out and be clear. Yes. One of the things he doesn't do in the he does say I'm hungry in the movie, I think once. But in the book, he like yells it into the void. He just like screams that he's hungry which is funny to me that the movie wouldn't utilize that to really get across.
2: Cause yeah. he literally is just like, oh, I'm
0: hungry. <laughs> like he's like starving. He's just like screaming about it. Cause he's upset, um, about how hungry he is. I think a less is a little bit more in regards to the backstory. Uh, the movie gives us a couple extra backstory scenes in particular, this one where he's like hiding at night and his mm-hmm. dad finds him and like grabs his arm and is like, kind of like weird to him. He's like, I don't want to say abusive, but he grabs his arm and he's like, what's wrong with it's you? He's like a, he's like a jerk. Like yeah. it's like a weird jerky moment. And that never happens in the book. We just get the flashbacks. We do get are just, you know, about his seeing his mom cheating and, and some other small ones. But I don't I don't I, I get why they put that in because it ends up paralleling like him hiding at a different time in, in like in the wilderness. But I wasn't a big fan of it. And I I guess I would prefer if it wasn't in the movie. Let's talk about the shelter. The movie shelter sucks. It doesn't suck. It's fine. <laughs> um, but in the book, it's very specifically a big rock like cliff wall mm-hmm. on a beach and the water has rounded out like an indent. It's not a cave, but it's it's a big rock face that has like a rounded out part at the bottom that he then um uses as his shelter. And in the movie they have like a rock, a small rock that he's like crawls under. Yeah. In the book in my in my imagination it was always much larger. Like again, it was a big like cliff face that was rounded out at the bottom and Uh, The root Because he specifically in the book says he can stand in it Like it's tall enough that he can Like the Mm -hmm. rounded out hollowed out part Is tall enough that he can stand in it It's not a cave it doesn't go back a long ways But once he ultimately builds the The the, like wall Across the front of it he has like a 15 Foot by like 10 foot Room essentially That he can stand in at the very front And the movie one is just like a tiny Little like
1: yeah he can crouch In it at best
0: And Again, this only matters to me because there's very explicit <laughs> mental images that I had from reading this book 20 times as a kid. But uh the movie gets close, but it's not not close enough. Uh another thing that I thought was better in the book and this goes back to the brutality of the book. So he finds the red berries in the movie. Uh they're called ch- gut berries or choke berries, I can't recall um he calls them puke berries in the movie but in Mm -hmm. the book he calls them like choke berries or gut berries uh he does eat them and he ends up getting sick he he does throw up in the movie in the book it's coming out of both ends oh no he 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 wakes up in the middle of the night sick after eating a bunch of those berries and he's diarrhea vomiting everywhere i mean Uh, that
1: is what would happen yes
0: And it's all much worse. And then the next morning he has to go out and like bury it all in the sand. Like he, he like finally like, yeah, again, this is the thing I'm talking about of the, the brutality, the reality of the situation in the, in the book feeling much more real and, and much less sanitized. Whereas in the book, he just like, or in the movie, he's just like, Oh, pukes once and it's fine or not fine, but like relatively fine book version, much more of an ordeal. And he actually continues to eat those berries because he has no other food, Um, but he eats less of them. He thinks he he, uh, uh, eventually he's like, okay, probably the issue wasn't the berries themselves, but it's just that I ate way too many. And I ate like the pits like because he was so Mm -hmm. hungry when he found them that he just like scarfed pounds of them. And he thinks that's what's made him sick. And he's able to eat a few of them um, and to kind of stave off dying of hunger until he finds the raspberries and stuff anyways. Another thing I thought was better in the book is this little moment that uh, he's going out to look for food or whatever. And he thinks to himself about coming back home in reference to his little rock shelter that he's created. And I had this in better in the book. I will give the movie credit for this, that the movie does actually kind of land on this like thematic moment of this home being this place that he creates as opposed to, like, his house or whatever. Like, yeah. like him thinking of this, like, little divot in the in the rock wall as his home is something the movie does obviously land on eventually because, one, when he, he encounters the bear, he, like, runs back and hides in it. And so, like, obviously it's a place he feels safe. But then, two, he does literally carve the word home into a, yes. a stump yeah. nearby. So the movie does get there eventually. But I just he comments on the idea in the book of thinking of, of thinking it's interesting that he sees it at as home now, like even after like two days or something, like it's only been like a couple days and he already sees it at home. And I, and I thought that ties into the overall, the the grander thematic messaging about, because this whole thing's like a metaphor for his, 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 the divorce and like the, the feelings he's going through feeling um, sort of abandoned and, torn apart by this divorce and and sort of homeless at you know obviously he's not homeless but like splitting time between homes and not feeling like he has a real home anymore because his parents divorced and 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 all of that i think that little moment of himself realizing that he sees this place as a home this place that he created works really well again the movie kind of gets there so yeah it's it's all right it's not too bad Once he finds the raspberry, there's a moment in the book where he he gathers a bunch of them up in his windbreaker and then he realizes that they're too heavy and they start crushing Like they start like just the weight of them start crushing them. And so and they're like leaking juice. So he just lays in his in his little hut and he drinks the juice He holds the bag or like the windbreaker full of berries over his mouth and just lets it pour into his mouth while it's laying on the ground (laughs) and drinks it. And it was a very little detail that I was really hoping the movie would do because I thought it was funny. He does kind of slurp it up in the movie, but it's not the same. He has. So the movie does this, but it doesn't make any sense in the movie. He when he realizes how to make fire, he has this realization after he threw his hatchet at the wall at the raccoon or whatever it was. Right um and it hits the wall and makes sparks yes that's exactly what happens in the book and it takes him a day or two to like put two and two together and be like oh i can use my hatchet to make sparks and make a fire and in the and it is a dream that gets him to realize that in both the book and the movie but the movie version is just like a random dream and then there's like a flash of this the hatchet hitting the wall Wasn't in the it middle Supposed
1: to be like with the fireworks
0: oh maybe that's what it
1: was okay Oh no! Okay,
0: that that yeah. I didn't put that together. Maybe that does make sense
1: because the the scene that we mentioned earlier where he, he's hiding. Yeah, yeah it is the Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. His, it's the Fourth of July, and there are like fireworks.
0: Yeah. Okay, so maybe yeah, yeah, maybe that does make sense. That may make more sense than I thought because in my head it was just like his dad was like looking for him, and then he just has a random flash thought of the.
1: I mean, I still but no, think you're it's right. A little bit sense. of a
0: stretch. Well, because <laughs> it's a similar weird stretch in the book, so it's actually that is actually a much more similar.
2: Okay, like
0: because it is also a weird like he has a weird. Ra- I don't remember even what it was, but he has a weird random dream in the book, and then it somehow vaguely ties in to. Him remembering the hatchet hitting the mm. wall and the sparks, so I, I think that works. No, that totally works. I'm Wrong, I'm wrong about this one. <laughs> Not better in the book. It's uh, m- movie nail it, I guess. Uh, I mentioned it a lot of times, but the brutality. Uh, he has so many breakdowns in this book, like numerous times. He like has complete mental breakdowns and then like has to like pull himself back together and convince himself to keep <laughs> like trying to survive. And this is one of the, or one of them happens right after the, uh, I believe it's the porcupine moment i think where he gets quilled by the porcupine Mm -hmm. um another thing that the book does that the movie doesn't do at all which i thought was really disappointing and again it's similar to we talked about in the hunger games is the physical change that happens yeah to him is like he, he sees a reflection of himself literally after like five days or something like very little amount of time he sees a reflection of himself in the lake, and he doesn't even recognize himself anymore. Like his hair's all matted and gross and dirty, and he's sunburnt and mosquito bitten, and but he's all he's like super thin because he hasn't eaten anything in five days. Like he looks like a skeleton, and all of that reminded me of the same thing we talked about with Katniss at the end, where she's like unrecognizable. Yeah, but
1: but the movie the movies doesn't
0: do that. <laughs> they just look basically the same, and it's it's one of those things. Um, also, the, the book goes on in this one, in this one, the book goes on to expand even to like mental changes that he's gone through and realizing that he like sees the world different and hears things differently and how like cognizant he is of sounds now compared to like five days ago when yeah. he, before he crashed, all that sort of stuff. A uh, little detail that I really liked is that when he's building the spear in the book, we see him build a spear in the movie, but in the book he builds the spear and we we spend hours with him building the spear, carving it, splitting the end to to make it into like multiple prongs. And he's so proud of it. He's like, this is the best spear ever. And then he takes it out to go fishing and he can't fucking hit any, he can't kill anything with it. (laughs) And it's just that failure of, of just, I love that little like spending hours thinking you're going to be successful. So proud of a thing. And then it's just a complete failure is something that I identify with a lot. (laughs) And I think a lot of people do. And it's just I wish the movie had captured that kind of moment. I don't think it really did. But yeah, that like he, like I said, he just spends hours and hours making this thing. And then it's just a complete failure. I also really, really liked this little moment where he, he, he within a week sort of settles into like a routine um, and has like a to-do list for his like survival to-do list. Like he's like, okay, I'm going to make a spear and then I got to gather wood. Uh, and then, Oh, after I'll get something, Because I think at this point he's already figured out how to catch fish and he's like, uh, oh, and then I got to get some uh, dessert, which is like he's got to go collect raspberries. And so like he has turned this situation into like a normalized like Mm -hmm. thing. And the whole paragraph was very appealing to me and was like, maybe we should just go live in the woods. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, Let me see if I can find it and read it here really quick. He had no hooks or string, but if he could somehow lure them into the shallows and make a spear, a small fish spear, he might be able to strike fast enough to get one. This must be before the spear part, so I got that out of order, but it doesn't matter. He might be able to strike fast enough to get one. He would have to find the right kind of wood, slim and straight. He had seen some willows up along the lake that might work, and he could use the hatchet to sharpen it and shape it while he was sitting by the fire tonight. And that brought up the fire, which he had to feed again. He looked at the sun and saw it was getting late in the afternoon, and when he thought of how late it was, he thought that he ought to reward all his work with another egg. And that made him think that some kind of dessert would be nice. He smiled when he thought of dessert, so fancy. And he wondered if he should move up the lake and see if he could find some raspberries after he banked the fire. And while he was looking for the right wood for a spear, spear wood, he thought, and it all rolled together, just rolled together and rolled over him. There were these things to do. And just that, like, the simplicity of, like, Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) I mean, it's the same reason that people are into things, you know, like, you know, watching. It's, like, why we watch, like, uh, Townsend and stuff. Like, that just that sort of things are simple. It's just like, okay, my day is I have to make food. I have to find food. I have to make food. And then I have to make some more food. And then I have to find some other food. And then maybe make a fire. Like, it's just all so simple and so, like... Base. <laughs> there's there's definitely an appeal to yes, that, that. There is. That in our modern society I think people are into. So uh I mentioned it earlier, but the time jump is a thing that I love in the book that I did not recall, that is absolutely 110%. I mentioned it earlier. This book is a movie already. And that movie is castaway. Yeah castaway is just this book and i don't know how i didn't realize that when i saw castaway but literally so many of the beats from castaway come like directly out of this book i'm not saying it's it's a lot of survival stories are similar but the the one thing that made it like blatantly obvious to me was the time jump because Mm -hmm. the, the time jump is such a striking moment in castaway where he's he's struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling and i think the last moment we get is him where he gets the um the the cavity or whatever and he and he knocks the tooth out of his head with the skate and cast away yeah. and passes out and then we cut to black and then we cut back up and a spear comes flying and kills a fish and then the camera pans up and uh tom hanks is like a hundred feet away Long, wild hair, (laughs) big, giant beard, you know, like he's like a a jungle survivor now. And that's that's what happens essentially in this book is that we go from a gigantic moment of struggle uh, for for Brian to him. Just we cut three or four weeks later and he's just living in this situation now. Um, And I really thought that that. Was missing from the movie because again They just kind of montage through it like We've jumped from day five in the book To day 47 or something like that
2: mm-hmm.
0: And he there's Even a line about uh, It had been 42 days since He died and become the new Brian
2: mm-hmm.
0: And new we Brian. Find out and this is the big moment so In the book or sorry in the movie The transformation moment Is he gets angry that a bear wrecked his, Attacked him and wrecked his stuff and then he runs to the woods with angrily and like punches a tree and starts bleeding and lays on the ground and then the wolf licks him maybe maybe and <laughs> and then after that he kind of is is a new person in the book it's the signal fire he goes up hears the plane gets there too late can't signal the plane and he realizes i'm never getting out of here he's like i'm that like i'm just never getting out of here mm-hmm. and he tries to kill himself Oh. We don't get that in that moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We find about this out about this in retrospect. And again, this is something else that goes back to Castaway. You have this exact same beat for beat moment in Castaway where he something fails and he tries to kill himself or think considers killing himself. But he actively does try to slit his wrists. Again, we get it all in retrospect. where we, we don't get the events as they happen in the book, but he talks about when he tried to kill himself and that it was harder than he thought. And he, he didn't die. Like he did cut his wrists or something, but did not die. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what the movie is paralleling with him cutting his arm on the tree and then bleeding on the rocks laying there. It feels like, obviously this Uh, is that same moment.
1: I mean, I'm sure a kid trying to kill himself by slitting his wrists would be a hard sell
0: I for a kid's movie. understand that. <laughs> I get that a lot, but I also, it's one of those things that really sticks with you. And again, it yeah. gets back to no, just, yeah,
1: that's meaningful. It's
0: meaningful. And it makes, it's one of those moments that's just like, yeah, man, when you're like, you know, all hope is lost. Like he just feels like I'm j- what, what am I'm just, I'm going to be stuck here for like, it, it's just, it, it's the, the lowest of the low. Um, and that's the moment that where that that happens and that transformation happens. And I was really disappointed that the movie didn't go there. I understand why. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it, it's just. It's way more brutal, way more interesting. I say interesting in a way of like. As a story. Um, anyways, I, I was disappointed in, in the movie that because it's such a powerful scene, and uh, especially the way it's told in the book that I really liked. So disappointing. He just starts being able to kill fish in the movie, but in the book, he realizes that he has to aim differently because of the refraction. There's a little detail, but as a kid, I found it immensely fascinating mm. that he has to aim like under the fish because of the way the light refra- refracts with the spear and how little dumb science thing really liked it. Um, and then after he is actually able to capture a fish, uh, he eats like twenty the first day. Like once he figures out like how to so kill many them, fish. yeah, he just keeps killing them <laughs> and keeps eating them, which I thought was fun. So at one point, a skunk goes for his eggs. This is all like a montage of flashbacks about mistakes he's made mm. uh, in the book at this point, and one of them is that uh, at one point he's sleeping and he sees uh, a skunk like trying to dig up his turtle eggs, and he he's like. He thinks it's cute. Like the skunk looks yeah. cute like digging through the sand and he like kicks at it and then the skunk sprays him in the face from like 3 feet away and he goes <laughs> blind for 2 days. Oh my god. Yeah. Like he gets an entire spray of the stuff in his face from feet away and and he he's th- he thinks at the moment that he's going to be bl- like he's like oh I'm just blind now but it takes like 2 days for the the blindness to go away and the smell is still there by the time he's rescued um little thing that i not little thing kind of a big moment but i wish the movie had had it uh he has to build a tree ladder to get to his food storage because he realizes okay i can't store my food in the sand in my hut that's not a good idea he finds like a ledge in the rock above his thing and then he has to build a little ladder to get up little thing i like it he also then builds a fish pond uh once he realizes that he once he starts catching fish, he starts putting the leftovers of the fit, like the guts of the fish, in the, like on the shoreline, and then a bunch of fish come up to eat him. And he's like, "Oh, I can use this." And he builds like a rock wall, like an enclosure oh, okay. Okay. around, yeah. and and like traps a bunch of fish, like in the like a fifteen foot circle right by his camp, so that he can go down there and get fish at any point. And then he has a, a line that he yells out loud at that point where he's like, "Fresh fish for sale!" Because he's like. Very proud of his accomplishment. (laughs) So we talked about the bear attack being like the one of the big moments is that he gets attacked by a bear towards the end. It like wrecks his old fort. He kills the bear. He never gets attacked by a bear again in the book. But what he does, what does happen is he gets violently assaulted by a moose. Oh That's the big So
1: again I mean moose are huge
0: Yes moose are terrifying So we talked about In the movie It's a bear over and over Again in the book I said it was a bunch Of different animals Like I said It's a porcupine Which is in the in the movie mm-hmm. But it's a bear It's a porcupine uh, It's a skunk mm-hmm. And it's a moose Or like the animals He encounters And The moose one is wild. The moose like just charges him while he's in the water and like breaks a bunch of his ribs, which is also Uh. not like it keeps slamming him and trying to drown him in the water. And he has to slowly creep away. Like he he, like is in the water, like laying there and and the moose finally like leaves him alone and walks away. And then like he like slowly starts inching away from the moose. And then it comes back at him and, like, attacks him again. Yeah. And then eventually he 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 gets to the point where he's able to slowly enough move away. It takes him, like, an hour or something to, like, creep away from this moose so that it leaves him alone and gets away. But, yeah, it's broken, like, a bunch of his ribs, and he's, like, super messed up at this point. And then that night he gets hit by a tornado. That's the night that the tornado comes is after he gets completely obliterated by a moose. And he... Uh, <laughs> The the tornado is so much better in the book because it's a tornado and not just like a, a breezy storm. Yeah. In the movie, it's just like it blows over the logs near his thing and then we just get a cut.
1: Yeah, it's very brief.
0: It's very brief and it's very disappointing. In the book, it literally blows the wall off the front of his, which it kind of does in the movie. But it like rips the wall off the front of his and he realizes it's a tornado. Like he hears it and is like, what is that sound? Like he doesn't know what's like, he hears this weird sound. And he's like, can't figure out what it is. And then he realizes as it gets to him and it rips the wall off the front of his, uh, his shelter, th- throws his campfire everywhere. So like there's sparks and like flame burning wood everywhere. it Like burns him a little bit, picks him up, slams him against the roof, slams him in the ground. He has broken ribs at this point from the,
2: yeah, from the, moose. from the moose
0: attack. <laughs> um, and then it goes into the lake and becomes like a big water spout. And I was like, Obviously they couldn't do this in the movie So we just get like a, a fade to black And he wakes up and things are kind of messed up A little bit the next morning So much better in the in the book though So much better Also the tornado, tornado is clearly the divorce Because he had been There's a line he has in the book Where he said um, he had gotten too comfortable He had been fat and happy before the tornado And then this thing just ripped through And tore everything apart
1: mm.
0: And it very clearly yeah, Another very clearly
1: a metaphor. metaphor
0: Going on there but after that all happens he has this moment where he uh <laughs> he like he's like he's he's again his body is broken he's all messed up all of his stuff's destroyed but he realizes a lot of his stuff is still there like the even though it kind of got thrown all over he can collect a lot of like his bow didn't get destroyed he it's like down in the lake he goes and gets it and he like has a lot of his stuff still and he has this big moment where he's like yelling at the gods he's like come on is that all you've got you know like he's Mm -hmm. he's like "I'm, i'm not dead and you're not you know he's he's been transformed it's not there he uh He's ready to take on mother nature at this point But I also One of my favorite lines In the whole book that I always remembered as a kid And that I was so disappointed That it wasn't in the movie in any capacity Is that as he's going to bed The night after the tornado goes through And then his shelter's all wrecked And he's laying there And as he's falling asleep He thinks to himself I hope the tornado hit the moose (laughs) Which I <laughs> love that line. I thought that was so much fun. Uh, as a kid, I always got a big kick out of that. Uh, the tornado is what brings the plane up. That's how he's able. That's, it, it's what pulls the plane out of the bottom because it comes a water spout uh, and pulls the plane out of the bottom of the lake or whatever. Um, he sees it and he's got to go get the uh, the rescue pack out of it. He builds a raft in the book In the movie he just kind of takes a log with him He mm-hmm. like builds this raft It's not really meaningful But it's it's an interesting sort of another like problem solving How to build a raft kind of moment in the book After he gets the The survival pack He brings it back In the movie he's going through it And as he's going through the stuff He's just like yeah. tossing it
1: yeah, Willy nilly
0: tossing it Like meh And in the book at this point he is he's a changed person all of this stuff is super precious like this is life to him now like he doesn't Mm -hmm. just take these tools and this stuff that literally is 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 a lifeline for him and just like meh like toss it around he like lays it out and is like oh like you know going over each thing because it's this it's this something that is going to help him survive and that sort of thing and i thought the movie's version of him just like tossing stuff out of the bag was super stupid Little detail, he is rescued in pretty much the same way. In the book, it's a fur trader that finds him, and not a rescue plane. In the movie, it's yeah. a rescue plane. In the book, it's a fur trader who's flying through the area, because he goes up to these lakes, and lands on these lakes to go visit with, like, uh, native tribes who, like, trade furs with them, or something like that. Hmm. And I'm sure part of this is, like, a time, because this book uh, yeah, was yeah. written in yeah. 80... Well, but it's it 80. It's not like that. Bad. It's only, know. like, 10 years. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, it's a fur trader, and he, and he he trades with natives and stuff. And he finds Brian. Another little detail that I really like in the book um, is that he immediately knows who this is because, of course, people would yeah.
2: know. Yeah, yeah.
0: In the movie, in the movie, he's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm Brian Robeson. You want something to eat?" In the book, he's like, "Holy shit, you're that kid." <laughs> Like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of, course. of course. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're that kid. <laughs> yeah. And Brian's like, yeah, I'm Brian Robeson. You want something to eat? Yeah. Uh, it's I was like, it's so dumb in the movie. It's like, of course, this person would know who this is. Everybody would have heard about the kid who like crashed in the wilderness. Again uh, I mentioned it But uh, he just looks A thing I hated in the movie Is that when he's rescued And gets off at the end He just looks exactly the same yeah. Especially like when the plane he's lands like he a looks a little dirty His hair's not even longer yeah. Like it's just He looks exactly the same It's something Yeah
1: that mullet should have grown out
0: Yeah it's something that Castaway captured really well Um, He's just a completely Different looking person I mean and And now part of that is Because Castaway had a huge budget Right And and they were able to it's,
1: it's an adult movie It's an adult movie yeah. But it's a
0: huge budget And they specifically filmed The movie in reverse I believe like they filmed all mm. of the they they filmed or they put there was a huge gap in how they filmed it, like he either gained a bunch of weight and then filmed the like the two time the time jumps like between when he was on the island and off like that time jump in the middle, they filmed one over the other in front of the other and he gained and there was a big gap between them, and he gained and or lost a bunch of weight for yeah. I, I don't remember exactly how it was done, but there was like months and months of like. Weird training and you know or whatever So I, I understand it but Castaway at least captures that and finally I thought this was really fun in the book In the epilogue he has this moment Where when he gets home he like looks up All the stuff that yeah. he found And like yeah. he's like oh okay so The, the gut berries were uh, Choke berries I think that's what it is I think he calls them gut berries but they're actually called Like choke berries and the, the Birds that he was hunting that he called Fool birds Were actually uh, ruffled grouse And like he Mm -hmm. figures out what all the stuff was And then the the last moment of that little paragraph As he's going through Like all of his nicknames for things And saying what the actual Version of that thing is (laughs) And then he gets to the end and he says The moose was a moose (laughs) (laughs) Which Again (laughs) I love that so much all right that was it for better in the book that was the longest segment these other ones are very short uh we'll move through this very quick let's go ahead and talk about what was better in the movie
2: my life has taught me one lesson Hugo, and not the one i thought it would
0: happy endings only happen in the movies so i actually had more for this uh, i've moved we talked about a lot of them in what uh was that in the book um mm-hmm. but so i only have a handful of things to talk about here but let's do it in the very beginning of the movie, when I go into that sporting goods store and it's where his mom buys him the, the hatchet. Yes. Uh, he's Brian is very clearly like suspicious of the clerk. Yeah. And now I didn't go back to look and see if the clerk was the boyfriend. Mm. Like the, that she was cheating on him with. I don't yeah. think it was, but Brian, like, cause he says to her when they leave, he's like, what, why did he, he, he asks her some very pointed question. Like, Did you know him? I don't remember what he says, but and and the implication there is again, either that guy was the boyfriend, but I just didn't connect the faces or it's just alluding to the fact that like the the clerk says something kind of like nice to her. And now Brian, because he has seen his mom cheat with this other guy is like, are you? Like, he, he doesn't trust her with this other guy. Like, mm-hmm. it just puts him on edge seeing her interact with another guy. And I, I thought that was an interesting little change that we don't get anything like in the book. Uh, I also really liked the early failed attempts to signal a plane. Like, right after he crashes, a plane flies by. Yes, yeah. And he's like, ah. And I liked that. I liked setting up that false hope right away. Like, oh, maybe he'll get out right away. But, but again, the biggest mistake with me or for me with that moment is that that's the only time they use that because it's such a big catalyst moment when it happens later. And then mm-hmm. with this failed signal fire, they just moved that moment to the very beginning. And it it doesn't I like it there, but they needed to do the big moment at the end. And I'm or in the middle and I didn't like that they didn't do that. I also did like that. He kind of has like a little mountain climbing expedition at one point because he is in a more mountainous region in the movie. I like that. He, at one point he climbs up and there's a similar thing where he climbs up on the cliff in the book, but it, he can't see very far, but mm-hmm. in the movie he climbs up to this top of this mountain and looks everywhere. And there's just nothing around him. Yeah, like it's, it's just, just, trees just trees as far as you can see. And I like that moment. <laughs> Again, we get a, a lesser version of that in the book, but I like the movie one. Uh, we talked about it, but I like that he thinks to rub mud on his face to repel mosquitoes because obviously you would try anything you could. And why would he not try that? Which he doesn't. The book doesn't make any sense. The last thing that I had was that in the movie, he sings this little song that I really enjoyed. Um, again, kind of vocalizing his his inner turmoil. He sings, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to eat some worms. Mm-hmm. And I, thought, I got, thought it was a fun little moment, again, sort of externalizing and and giving voice to his his Uh, emotional (laughs) turbulence uh and also the predicament that he's in and we don't get anything like that in the book so that was what i had for better in the movie let's go ahead and find out what the movie nailed
1: as i expected practically perfect in every way
0: we talked about it, but the intermittent back, intermittent backstory with the pilot uh, being in distress and then going back and forth with the flashbacks really like that. Uh, the conversation on the radio when Brian pulls the radio out of the pilot's dead hand and is talking to the person on it is like word for word identical from the book, as mm-hmm. far as I can recall. Um, I also the slow play reveal of the divorce and the secret, what the secret is, uh, yeah. and then making that clear that it's something he hasn't really processed. I think by drawing that out over the course of this beginning especially having him flash back to it during traumatic like he he has just crashed in a lake in the middle of the wilderness and we still get this he's still thinking about this event that happened previously which is what happens in the book that he he's after he crashes is when we get the reveal of what the secret is um i really like that and I, i the movie did the exact same thing and i thought that was good
1: yeah i thought the movie's flashback sequences were so like Foreboding yeah. And strange That element was way more interesting Than I thought this movie was gonna be
0: Yeah Yeah and it's, it's very similar to what happens in the book And I, I thought that They did a pretty good job with that Uh, He has, like, the exact same items in his pocket, the change, the wallet, the $20 bill, apart from he has gum, which he doesn't have in the book. Uh, He finds the raspberries and the bear at the same time, uh, but then ends up going back for the raspberries after the bear chases him away. Uh, The porcupine shows up and attacks him, um, and then he throws his axe, and that's how he realizes how to make fire. Um, And he has to pull all the porcupine quills out of his leg. Uh, the fool birds are showing... I liked that the movie incorporated this really early, is that those birds that keep, like, popping up mm-hmm. and, like, startling him is a, is a recurring thing in the book uh, that he eventually figures out how to hunt them and kill them. Uh, but but for the first part of the book, they're just, like, a very... They're, like, an annoyance because he can never see them. Like, they're they're so well camouflaged and they just lay on the ground. And then, like, they literally... As soon as he... He only sees them right as he's about to step on them, they're like... Or like yeah. burst up and fly <laughs> away and he finds them incredibly annoying um and the movie I thought did a good job with that uh the tornado showing up and bringing the plane up the movie nailed it in the sense that it is a storm that brings the plane up but the tornado's lame in the movie uh he does drop the hatchet trying to hack into the plane and has to go get it back uh there's a line in the in the book that I was missing from the movie obviously it's a narrator line but uh in the book it says the hatchet was had been him and he had mm. lost it or something like that. Um, and so it, him like desperately trying to get it back. And it's also feels much tougher for him to get it back in the book than what happens in the movie. Uh, I do like that they kept this little detail is that when he gets the survival pack, there is a rifle in it. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't realize what it is at first Because it looks like a gun stock and he's like what is this And then he realizes it's like a You can it's like a survival rifle That you can like put together and I like That the movie kept that in because the exact Same same thing happens in the In the book in the movie he gets it He puts it together and he's like aiming at some birds And then he like he he, Like sets it down he's like "Eh." yeah And in the book it doesn't come across Quite as well in the movie again because it can't Be in his head but in the book It's it's stated that he, he he puts the rifle together and it says the rifle changed him the minute he picked it up or the rifle changed him the minute he picked it up and he wasn't sure he liked it. Yeah. And I thought I liked that little bit of again it's Gary Paulson's a little bit of a Luddite and but in in, in this specific instance in relation to a gun I liked the, the messaging there of this this like weird modern thing felt mm-hmm. wrong to him like he's been hunting with a bow and arrow and that feels right
1: yeah and then yeah.
0: And, and this gun just doesn't feel right and i liked that a lot um and i thought in both the book and the movie the ending felt a bit rushed i was always disappointed i remember because you know he gets this survival pack and it's this big victory and like oh he's got food now and a gun and all these things like what's he gonna do with all this stuff and then he just gets rescued like immediately <laughs> it's like oh, oh come on um i thought that was a little bit disappointing in the book and the movie which is why uh, Gary Paulson also thought that was disappointing, which is why Brian's winter is literally just. But what if the radio he just didn't work?
1: Retcons the whole thing. What
0: if he got the survival pack, <laughs> but the radio didn't work, and then yeah, he had to survive through the winter. So yeah, I, I m- movie does the same thing, but it, I thought it all felt a bit rushed to me. Um, and then the last thing that the movie did that I thought kind of nailed it was. After he gets home, he's walking through the grocery store just mm-hmm. looking at all the food. Yeah. And that's one of the things the I don't plenty. it doesn't happen at the end of the book, but it is one of the thoughts he has while he's surviving, like while he's out in the wilderness, like thinks about a grocery store and just how there's food everywhere and yeah. how ridiculous it is that he's starving to death. And you know, like when he's at home, he's just like, There's I would just go to the fridge, and if there wasn't food in the fridge, I would go to the grocery store. And like it's just food was so easy to get. And uh I like that the movie at least kind of brought that imagery up. So, all right, we've got a few odds and ends before we get to the final verdict.
1: Okay, so I just have a couple notes here. My first note is about the music mm. because I cannot express how much I loved the score oh it's very 80s it's so yes it's so specific to that time period and genre of film i loved it so much it's not
0: good it's no it's not it's very not good it's so
1: expected yes i loved it it's
0: terrible i hated it (laughs) it's real bad it needed anything else um this movie needs to be desperately needs to be remade you could make a really cool especially nowadays you could make a really really cool cool version of this movie um and it needs to be remade
1: i also really loved his mom's sweet 80s wardrobe i especially liked her bright turquoise blazer with matching headband yes chef's kiss
0: absolutely
1: uh, and also, my my last thing here, and I, I think this does come up in the book because I believe you mentioned it earlier. But this whole movie, I was like, "How is this pale ass blonde kid not just getting sunburnt as shit?" Oh
0: yeah. That's a huge thing in the book. In the early part of the book, yeah. He gets sunburned to shit because he sleeps on the side of the lake for like a day. Like after the plane crash, he crawls up on the side of the lake and is like so out of it and like he just passes Mm -hmm. out on the side of the lake for like an entire day or a day and a half. And when he wakes up, he's completely sunburned he's and then he he's like blistering yeah uh,
1: i would be down for the count (laughs) i would be covered in blisters yes he's that after
0: the first few days he is completely sunburned covered in blisters like second degree you know third degree sunburn, and completely eaten by mosquitoes to the point that his face is swollen shut so between the sunburn and the mosquitoes i might That might have been my breaking point of just like, (laughs) nope, not doing this. Are you kidding me?
1: I'm just going to walk into the lake
0: now. (laughs) Everything itches forever. Yeah, it's uh, a nightmare. But yeah, that is addressed in the book, but the movie, yeah, he doesn't get sunburned at all, which is dumb. That would have been easy to do, too. Yeah, Just throw some red on, like, yeah, Yeah. not a hard thing to do. (sighs) All right, before we get to the final verdict, we wanted to do the thing that we always do and let you know that you can support us over at patreon.com slash lit. Support us for $2, 5 or $15 a month. Get access to different things at each level, including at the $15 level, you get access to priority recommendation, which means if you recommend something, we'll get to it sooner than we would otherwise. <laughs> uh, you can also do us a giant favor. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Goodreads, all the social media. We post all kinds of stuff there, and we would love for you to follow us and give us feedback. Katie, it's time for the final verdict.
1: I'm so excited. Now, are you ready for your
2: sentence? Sentence? But there must be a verdict first. Sentence first. Verdict afterwards.
0: I never really had much doubt in my mind about the verdict. That was a callback to the secret. (laughs) This was one of my all time favorite childhood books. And one that I had read so many times that I had very concrete and fleshed out imagery for the story. So it was going to be hard for any movie to stack up. I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by the movie. It was significantly better and more true to the book in a lot of ways than I was expecting, especially considered that this movie kicked off a series of films that seemed to be wholly unrelated to the brian books as far as i'm aware so that made me think maybe this book was going to be very very different or this movie was going to be very very different from the book but it it really wasn't it was it was a lot closer than i thought it was going to be a lot of the details were maintained and the first third to one half of the movie is a pretty faithful adaptation even if it does fail at capturing some of the raw emotion and brutality of the situation I also thought the movie made uh, a few excellent choices in giving us some montages of him working that are just like shots of him working with the sounds of him working. It reminded me a lot of like very popular, like primitive technology style YouTube channels and the such that are like survivalist ASMR Mm. where it's just like a person like, you know, carving wood and like build making bricks in the middle of the woods or whatever. With no music, no voiceover, no nothing. There's a handful of scenes in this movie that reminded me of that. And, And those moments were the things where the movie got the closest to capturing some of the appealing elements of the book. I think the movie has two major failings, though. First, similar to The Hunger Games, is its desire to sanitize the situation for younger audiences. One of the things that I always found most gripping as a child when I was reading was the harrowing nature of what Brian went through. Being violently, violently ill from the gut berries, getting sprayed point-blank in the face by a skunk and being literally blind for several hours, getting the absolute shit kicked out of him by a moose, his eyes swollen shut from mosquitoes, being thrown from his shelter by a tornado, and ultimately dealing with the futility of the whole situation by considering and ultimately attempting to kill himself were all things that changed Brian and created a brand new person that barely resembled the original Brian. This all made the situation feel super real and terrible in a way that the movie just didn't want to or couldn't match. Second, being able to hear Brian's thoughts and work through his thought process and problem solving was something that I found obnoxiously interesting as a child. It's the same reason why as a kid I loved My Side of the Mountain and other survival books and still love books like The Martian. Gary Paulson also has a very distinct way of writing and emphasizing points that I discussed earlier in reference to that infamous one-star review that I think is very effective and evocative. Ultimately, the movie and the book share their biggest weakness, a somewhat quick and disappointing ending that leaves you wanting more. For that, read Brian's Winter. But the movie lacks many of the book's most compelling features, so I will be giving this one to the book The book is the winner. The book.
1: All right. (laughs) I had no doubt in my mind that that's how that would play out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't think that's a surprise uh, to pretty much anybody. But, um, yeah, definitely, definitely going with the book on this one. And I actually think I'm eventually going to reread some of the sequels Mm because I want to. Katie, what's next?
1: Up next, we will be continuing with... Our 2021 summer series with The Hunger Games Catching Fire.
0: Yep. Not much to say about that. We're reading part two of The Hunger Games Catching Fire. So come back in two weeks' time for Hunger Games Catching Fire. And in one week's time, we'll be discussing uh, previewing Catching Fire. I don't know. We don't know what we're going to be talking about yet on that episode. I have
1: a couple ideas, but I'm not for sure yet.
0: Uh, But we'll also be... Talking about feedback for the Hatchet episode. So head over to our social media like we mentioned earlier. Give us feedback for Hatchet. Let us know what you thought of the book if you watched the movie. Probably more book feedback on this one. I bet the yeah. book runs away.
1: Uh, yeah, even even if you didn't yes. watch the movie, yes. please let us know. Like if you read the if book. If you read the book, book,
0: yeah, that kind of stuff. We would love to hear from you uh, and what your opinions are on Hatchet. Until that time, guys, gals, non-binary pals, and everybody else.
1: Keep reading books.
0: Keep watching movies. And And keep keep being awesome.